we're just so ready to bang. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's the 100th episode. Oh, shit, I wasn't ready. It smells a lot like that guy in here. Rick, where did you hand it? It's a dud. I'm sure that was great for the audio. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're not great RPG, and we're here once uh-huh. again for the 100th episode of the City of Gun Oshwamp. Uh, it's crazy. Um, Should we open the window? Wow, Mike literally, he just knew. No! He, he posted that before I think we even <laughs> said that it was. No, he knew. Did he? Yeah, we told him. Oh, yeah, because we told Yeah, that's right. We talked see about it. <laughs> That's a really good one, Mike. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, we're here. Um, we're going to go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, and then after a brief recap, pick up where we left off last week. I did remember the captions. Uh, I'm Don, and today I'll be playing Ether Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric, for the 100th time. I'm gonna hit my head on this balloon 70 times. Oh, yeah! Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He wasn't oh, ready. Oh, you're, I'm you're not prepared. Uh, oh, you knew shit. this was gonna you happen. Do, you do Res Grim. Hi, I am Mage Grim, and I play Nessus. What? <laughs> the Magus. The Magus. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a stretch for her. I tried, man. I wasn't ready. What a letdown for a hundred. Wow. <laughs> Take his mic away. Take his <laughs> No more. No <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I'm sure he's going to have It was never plugged in to begin with. <laughs> what? No, he Just like Daniel, it was never plugged yeah, in. I mean, I already used all my immortal. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. I'm Paul. I play Felix Gray. Hundred alive, hundred more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope they can't hear you. Happy birthday! I have not been forced a hundred times. True. But I've always been Glenn, and I'll keep playing him. I'm Thoriel. <laughs> I'm not Thoriel. I'm Thoriel. Thoriel. <laughs> Help. Um, I'm Kill Chal- her! <laughs> I'm Chal. I play Thoriel. Uh, and I've learned my lesson about gaslighting a little too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Also, you- this is your 30th episode since joining the campaign. Oh, yeah. And it took 30 to learn her lesson. <laughs> well, that's faster than some people. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, but slower than others. <laughs> Just in the mid. Oh! We may have hit 100 episodes, but Chell never will in bowling. Oh, wow. No triple digits over there! I need to roll to burn the tree of life in the middle of the fucking campaign. You can what try. Lesson? I will. Speaking of the tree of life, I'm Sarah. And I will be playing Retora for the hundredth time. True. Yeah. Oh, I'm nice for the hundredth time. True. You got I don't grim. know if that's true. No, you, not were not you were out for a couple of episodes. Yeah. I'm technically not a hundred either. Yeah, you missed a few. That's no. true. No, the only two genuine hundred hundreders are here. 
Right? Well, they live here. Not yet in their house. I need to not kill them, or else it's just weird. I mean, also. Knocking me, like, let me in. Unfortunately, we can't make it at any point. You killed him a bunch of times. John, do you know off the top of your head when I joined? It was uh, 26? 17. Oh, wow. That 17. Was, wow. You okay. joined in the episode where they killed Adrian. Okay. Yeah. Damn, I missed, I missed my 69th birthday. No. No, legitimately. Like, you got introduced at the very end of 16. Like, the last couple minutes, that was like the cliffhangery thing for you coming out. That's right. And then uh, 17 was your, like, first full episode. And that was the Retour of the Blythe Nurturer episode, where he killed a man at my request. In cold blood. In cold blood. <laughs> I don't know if it's in cold blood. <laughs> That's a stretch. I mean, no, I'm pretty sure the blood would have been warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He told me to do it. Yeah, right? Well, he told Nesgrim to do it. Yeah. He told you to jump off a bridge, Retoro. Would you have jumped off a bridge? If it was to save my friend Nesgrim. Probably. Mm-hmm. I'd just find another way. Well, nope. Why don't do the thing? I, I thought we were thing. trapped. Do the thing. <laughs> no! That's fine. Uh, I'm John. I'm the dungeon master <laughs> for this campaign. I did shit like that. Uh, last time we were here, uh, Thariel continued to gaslight little Nina. Little Nina was like, I bitch bet. Like, I'm definitely uh, like a, a demon spawn. And you were like, well, I'm going to send you away because you've made me cry. You banished the child. The child returned with a... Uh, a, a, a fiendish creature attached to her shadow, Big Papa. You know, came and came in ready to fucking you know scrum it up over here. And T. Urtle was like, mm, "I'm ready. <laughs> no problem. I got this stick. <laughs> Send it to the shadow realm. I'll hit the devil straight in the head." Uh, and he did. He bonked him in the fucking head, and the devil eviscerated and ripped his heart out. Uh, but I sent the devil back to hell, and the turtle died. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a weird trade in the game, John. Yeah, yeah. in the game. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Is that in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, the I've never read it, but I don't remember that part. It sounds like something I said bowling the other night, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we held a a funeral service for T.U. Ertl inside of the grotto where we laid him to rest on top of a lily pad. Uh, Retora cried in the waters for like the day. <laughs> you know, took took the day off to cry. Uh, we we settled around and uh, made some stew. Felix went to rest inside of the grotto as well overnight to sleep. Uh, Felix then saw some fucking wild shit inside of an alcove towards the northern edge of the grotto uh, that he described as a pirate ship, almost encased in a, a sensation of two dimensional stasis. But from a perspective that thankfully Glenn was able to draw, that did have additional um, dimension beyond it for the perspective. Um, we theorized that, like, yeah, this is fucking weird. We went and grabbed Iris because we know Iris is from the other world. Uh, Iris attempted to cast Sending to contact uh, one of her two mentors back in the city of Renya, where she is from. Was able to contact Magul, who said, find the scales. And we... Uh, Ethier posited the idea that, um, as previously had been seen with T.U. Ertl's vision, uh, with him having received a prismatic blessing from the prismatic dragon fall, that perhaps these scales are pieces of fall that have been bestowed upon other people. We know that there's eight schools of magic, T- well, nine now. T.U. Ertl was the avatar of one of these schools of magic, being particularly for necromancy. So we theorize that it is necessary to find the other avatars of the schools of magic. Uh, we went to rest, we woke up the next morning, had a, a nice, like, relaxing time, starting to get through the day, and Ritora, with, um, Vorth's request of, uh, blooming some moonflowers that grow out here in the north around the, uh, perimeter in the rock formations of the grotto to grow some of these moonflowers in memoriam for T.U. Ertl, 
uh, he struck into the clay uh, right outside of the little uh, declinating shoreline uh, into the grotto waters with his moon-touched sword. Uh, Retora kneeled next to him and casted plant growth. We rolled a solid seven, which I feel like means you rolled either a one or a two on the actual d20 because your spellcasting ability modifier should be like a six. <laughs> Because if you just go to spells, it should say it right at the top above your spells. Modifier plus four. Your what? My modifier. Spellcasting ability modifier. Sorry, hold on. Dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's wisdom modifier plus proficiency. Said, that seems really We should be at like a plus three on proficiency mm -hmm. by now, plus your wisdom. So, But anyway, it doesn't matter. The difference between like a six and eight is negligible. Uh, Retora cast it's a still plus four. four. It's still plus four? Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. I mean, that math seems awkward. Does that seem correct? Uh, I guess spell attack modifiers would include proficiency bonus at that. Doesn't matter for rules. Um, spell attack is plus seven. Yeah, yeah. So. Cast a plant growth, tried to control it, felt her soul wailing out with a sensation of sorrow and agony after all the loss of all of her good friends. Uh, the despondency of always trying to be a force of positivity in a very uh, negative world and attempting to not hold on to the same neutrality that was instilled in her by her parents. And something within her soul resonated with the area here, the atmosphere, the waters, the plant life that grows in the surrounding vicinity of the grotto. Uh, and in the area which the lily pad was contained for where T.U. Ertl was laid to rest and our good friend Nesgrim came back to life, emerged as a, a, a naked younger Nesgrim, uh, intact and all okay. Started to spiral out a, a large uh, conical shaped spire of a dark brown root with twisted dark brown root like vines connected around it like a vortex uh, or a tornado ascending upwards six, seven, eight, nine feet into the air above the surface of the water. We're picking up here with you still hand on the ground adjacent to Vorst, Vorst holding his sword, you leaning one hand against Vorst's shoulder to steady yourself, the other hand palm pressed down into the soil adjacent to the moon-touched sword. Of course, I will tell you that in this moment that it feels like the light of your sword begins to reverberate and resonate. There's a reflection in the water, yeah, as though it expands. There is a reflection in the water of the face of Rirda. So, your sword is here. We're at a natural declination for the shoreline going slightly downwards. The angle of your sword casts a full projection of Rirda, not just his face, and it doesn't look ephemeral in the same way that inside of the moonlight itself. It has that absence of color, almost uh, an ethereal projection. You see Rirda, full, standing, at a horizontal angle, as though he is, if this is the surface of the water, his full projection is flat across the water. Like as if he's standing behind me and I'm seeing his reflection on the water? Yeah. Or standing next to me, or wherever. Yeah. You see him just curiously looking around. And you said the ground's also trembling as well? Yep. Does it feel like, with seeing this, that it's like, it's being sucked out of the sword? Or that it's merely... It would feel, when it's shaking in your hand, you would see small movement and rippling in the water, almost in unison with the vibrations of the sword in your palm. So a reflection of something that I can't see. Yeah. Type of deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I had like my hands on the hilt, 
looking down, and as I see that, um, I'm gonna reach my hand out and try to like touch whatever part of him's closest in the water. Yeah. You reach and you feel that same similar sensation of the little bit of a denser, like viscous nature for the waters of the grotto here, the warm. Um, or sorry, for you specifically, when I had asked before, it was it was cool, right? Mm-hmm. The cool waters as your fingertips hit that surface, press through the viscosity, and you feel your hand wrap around a solid form. I'm gonna grab it and pull. (laughs) Pull. You watch, especially for you right here in the area, as, again, he also would be naked, but the bare, human, untarnished, unstained foot of Rirda emerges from the water. His calf to his knee, one leg at a time, the second leg kind of angled ever so slightly as though his knee is pulled back to his chest, his toes pulling out from the water. I'd let go of the sword and just start pulling. Yeah, and you with a heavy, swift yank on both legs, and he you know, what you watch is like, for you especially, as the water again, in the same way as for you all, when you emerge from the water, pearlescent beads as they harden, crystallize, and fall off of his skin. And he, straight chest into your chest, like head over top of your head, tackles and falls over on top of you. Right out here on the shoreline at the water. Spin him and like start slapping his face. Yeah, you just hear him. <laughs> what the... Fuck! Are you doing this? Is this a joke? Is this real? See him just start to instinctively try to wipe at the water, but there's no water there. You hear his skin, like, skin-on-skin contact as he's aggressively rubbing over his dense, heavy, matted chest hair. Whoa. That's... fucking... weird... How? How? What? I don't fucking know. He's here! <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, and you see him naked again. He, he does not have the tarnished, demonic yeah. aura about him in his visage or just in his presentation. No more cat pupils with the vertical slit eyes, like back to the regular, ordinary, dark, rich brown that he would have had when Vorce knew him. He looks like a younger man again. Uh, the most I can tell is that there is some sort of regenerative properties to the grotto. There was nothing left of him. Just a soul. All we had of Nesgrim was a concentrated soul. Something to bind to. I'm going to shift my focus to my sword. Yeah. You would see that the light reverberates and almost pulls towards his direction. As though you would see the angle like a concentrated triangle of ephemeral wisps going towards him as they concentrate in a triangle at the center of the blade almost pulled in his direction and you see him just breathing heavily just I'm fucking starving (laughs) 
rubs his legs compulsively. Where the fuck are we? Uh, still under the... <gasps> you, man! Yes. The friend guy! Ethier. Yeah! The friend guy. Yeah! Yes. Yeah! And he just leans <laughs> over and just fucking big, burly, heavy, dense, fucking muscular oh. arm just wraps around, yeah, like your shoulders <laughs> and chest and just fucking squeezes it. Yeah! Oh, yes, thank you. You're the soul guy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I stabbed you. Oh. Dude, I'm a dick. I'm sorry. He just kind of like loosely lets Ethier drop. <laughs> just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Is it like a light wisp going toward mm-hmm. You said it's like a light wisp. Going. It would look like the last wisp of like a cigarette or a bonfire as it thins out and concentrates in his direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. And has the uh, has the growth stopped, or is it still kind of going? The spiraling root in the center has stopped. The other uh, <laughs> ferns and swamp life and mushrooms and all things like that, they look like they are no longer growing, as though they have settled around, filling in a lot of the grooves of the natural rocky formations to where it would now look almost like it is so overgrown. Just smooth wall. Smooth wall, moss everywhere on the exterior. But again, the six to seven foot root in the center is still not moving or anything like that, still present. I pick my sword up and slowly sheathe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watch as the, the light kind of whisks back away from him. He seems unbothered at first. Just kind of looks around. Feel I reach to touch him, and I, like, poke him real hard in the chest. Yeah, you... He feels solid. He feels real and present. And he just looks kind of at the sword. I think you kept me. You didn't want to leave. I mean, yeah, why the fuck would I? You guys have food. You guys have that whole house with Pancake Man. Like, whatever that guy was. Whoever he was. Wimbles, pancake guy, loved him. Ethier, how is this possible? Uh, I, I do not have an answer. He is not a ghost. Uh, he does not look like a ghost. Boo. He did say boo, <laughs> though. So he could be a ghost. Possibly. I'll punch him in the shoulder. Yeah, you connect heavily, and he just kind of turns and twists a little bit. You see, you know, the red impression of your hand, the white sunken nature of your knuckles against the skin. Can I punch a ghost? I don't think so. Fucking ow! I died! Why are you hitting me? (laughs) As he's saying that, I, like, I cut him off immediately and just chipped my shoulder into him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Big hug. He's gonna contest the grapple. (laughs) (laughs) He's the hugger. Uh, I am 21. 19. 19, yeah. So, like, you you get, like, around his neck, wrap around his shoulder, pull him in for, like, a hug, and he just, like, twists ever so slightly underneath your arms, wraps his arms around you and pulls you close as well. Just pats you heavily on the back. It's good to have you back. Yeah, no, dying was fucking bad. I don't remember. 
Coming back was the hard part. Yeah, no, this feels weird, too. It's, like, cold and hot. Like, empty, kind of, but feels like me. I don't know. You look, uh, better. Yeah, 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 I've got spiky arms. Yeah. No more bad scar on your chest or anything. Yeah, no, he looks down. Oh, my dick. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> um, were any of his, like, I would assume with having known him for so long that mm-hmm. I would know of any battle scars and stuff that he would have. Does is he does he have any of them? Completely clean. Same with Nesgrim, like no yep. big gash on his neck anymore or yep. anything like that? Yep. I'm not hideous. Yeah. I told you, you're not ugly anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> A new boy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um just because I think I I wasn't here for when we did that episode. Uh-huh. We laid to rest Corin. Uh-huh. We, I know we burned him. Yep. What happened with his ashes? I have them. Okay. Is everybody still some. inside, yeah. or? You mean the other people yeah. of the guild? Yeah, they're mostly like asleep. Some of the like some of the adults are awake, but they look like they're preparing the breakfast for the kids. That's my plan. Um, Ethier. Yes. I would want to speak with his wife, obviously first, but maybe this would be a good place to let Corn rest. It's got some type of magical property. I don't really understand what's happening, but even if it doesn't bring him back, it's it's seemed like a thinner part of the veil than anywhere else we've been. Maybe this is a good place to say goodbye to Corin. That was my plan, was to talk to her. Um, seeing this recovery. Um, Put your dick away. Oh, uh, I don't have anything. I have pockets. <laughs> you just gonna hand him like a piece of cloth or some shit. <laughs> you have anything bigger? <laughs> I'm sure we can find you something. Alright, well, this will. I'll just hold it. Yeah. The spell wasn't supposed to do that. What spell? I was just trying to grow flowers. Now there's a tree here. I'm kind and... of like a flower. Are you a flower? I think so. Is he a plant? I think so. Does he have any, uh,. Plant like features, like Nesgrim's got a mushroom belly button. No, no strangeness in his appearance. Nothing unorthodox or anything. <laughs> like, like yeah, like face. he doesn't have petals on his tail or anything. <laughs> like on his tail, nothing weird. Uh, we don't have tails, thank you. Oh, He's I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Front tails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, front, front tails. <laughs> That's yeah, different. Nothing strange about him and his appearance. You are a beautiful rose. Uh, we gotta, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go find clothes. Um, just pants. Pants will do. Yes. Yeah, stay, stay here. <laughs> no, don't poop there. <laughs> Shirt cocking it. <laughs> don't tee you early. <laughs> He's only on half shirts in that, in that cabin. <laughs> just very large oversized. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna head over to the cart and see if I can rummage through stuff. Yeah, there's extra see. commoners' clothes and things like that that would be fitting for like an adult man. A pair of boots, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he happily accepts them when you bring them back, and you know, um, pulls the pants up, pulls the boots on, kind of looks down his legs. It's been a while since I've been able to wear shoes. Yes, you did. Um... Monster feet. 
Well, that and you kept saying that you uh, were getting bigger as you were eating. and Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I'm assuming you do feel like you can fit inside yourself at the moment. You had previously I, made... I, I don't think I've had a second to try to think about that. Let okay. me think about that. Do, do you feel stretched? Kind of. I feel stiff more than anything. I think I need to stretch. Yes, that would make sense. Yeah. It starts like airboxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did we establish if I had was given clothes when I was resurrected? I don't believe I, I was. We got clothes. We dress weird immediately. As soon as he went to get clothes, like, are you still naked? We gave you your stuff back. We gave you all of your things. You got all your items back. In that case, I would still be sitting clothed eating. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, nah, my skin feels nice. Feels real soft. That is good. Um, I have not seen a, a resurrection of this type before. I don't think I got resurrected. I mean, you uh, were dead. And now you're not, I presume? Oh, uh, that's true. I don't really get that stuff. I don't think it's a resurrection as much as it is a rebirth. Yes. Um, That's kind of what Air was saying. The Air talks to you? <laughs> That's weird. Airbus. Airbus. Airbus? He was. <laughs> like an airplane. Yep. yep. Oh. 747. <laughs> happened anyway. Maybe well, I had nothing happen. to do with that. Possibly. I'd... We won't know until we try with Goran, but we have to... I don't... Get, 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 Car- get Caroline. Yes. Uh, oh. I'm gonna run. E- 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 easier, please. Before we, we go attempting more rebirths, maybe you should check him. I'm very pure and good. No more with, evil in me. You know... <laughs> I'm gonna like hook his lip and pull his teeth up. Like, oh, he looks fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can check if he is alive. Do you really want to look a gift wolf in the mouth? Yes. Because <laughs> ah. I'm still hooking his mouth. <laughs> ah. I, I deal mostly with dead bodies, I, but I, of course, I'm, I, I'm gonna say ah. He seems alive. Is that a question or a statement? Now I'm South Philly. I'm talking about the eye. What are you doing? He started like patting him up and down. Did you just fucking owe him? Give him the eye. Did you just owe him? I forgot that we had slept. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Fucking scouter. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at him. He looks as he appears to you now, like very similar to in front of you. You would see the. Uh, a spiritual projection of him intact. Seems like he is who he is. What do you say? Is it bad? <laughs> a devil? No. Is he back? No, I see what you all see. He looks... Hello. Like this. His soul... Is, he, there may have been a little bit of spare Nesgrim in the water. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I feel the way I feel. Is that me? 
took, he took your old. <laughs> I'm still eating. <laughs> well, that's good news. Yes. Uh, he looks normal, both in soul and body. He looks like he is ready to fight. He just shreds. He's so I am kind of tired. Like, again, I died. Did yes. someone say fight? <gasps> Snezgrim. Murder. There you go. He remembered me. Love that guy. Excuse me. Really? He's trying to do a cat. I didn't know Stalk was in this campaign. Um, do you want to fight? Sure. But I feel like I haven't fucking hit something in years. We can fight. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Maybe. Well, they're doing having a testosterone off. I'm yeah. going to just back my way to yeah, the yeah. cab. Maybe, maybe, maybe away Caroline. from the pool. Why not in the pool? Chicken fight! <laughs> this is a sacred ground. Please fight outside of the water. We are trying to possibly resurrect someone else very dear to us. I was going to drown them. <laughs> I also just got brought back to life. Dude, nice! It's same place. Just really? like a minute before you. Wow! <laughs> Dude, we're like... Res Brothers. Res Brothers. <laughs> the Res Bros. The Res Bros. Yeah. We, yeah. We're like triplets now. You've died. I've died. He's died. We're like the same. Surely that won't be a problem. No. The Trinity is complete. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to exit the One campaign and open, open a portal to hell, please. <laughs> Everybody hands in. <laughs> it, it is not 12 people, though, so that is okay. I mean, I have 12 13. people in me, so we'll just... <laughs> it, it irrelevant. <laughs> Do not get in the water. <laughs> get right him <laughs> I'm going to walk over to the tree. That the, just... the, the bark root in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You While they're... In the water. <laughs> you know, they're fucking around. You wade over to the water. Yeah. Again, I mean, it, it clearly goes down the four feet. It at the base... Um, for what is at the crest of the water, the water surface. Feels like it only goes around, you know, uh, a circumference of, or sorry, a diameter for you of, I don't know, maybe like three feet wide. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's reasonably big, but this doesn't feel like a tree or anything like that. But it does seem like it is absolutely the root of what would extend out for someone like your so experienced with the underground elements of what goes into a tree. Mm-hmm. And it's come from the ceiling? Or no, it's it... coming out from the ground. It's going vertical. And what, like, what's the top of it? It looks like it is a spiraled point. Oh, dear. Yeah. 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 I keep saying yeah. Does it look healthy? <laughs> like a healthy spiral Does point? it look like healthy wood? I mean... Good the other one here, you want to inspect the Good tree, bad tree. I'm going to touch the tree. You want to touch the tree. I'm going to touch the tree. I'm going to touch the tree. Yeah, I mean... That's salt on. That's salt on. That's salt on. Let me get in there. Lay my hand. Tastes like mushrooms. On the tree. Fantastic. Make for me an intelligence saving throw, please. Saving throw? Yes. Saving throw? Smart Intelligence. I'm not going to give you... Souls back without some kind of payment. Yeah. Uh oh. That's, that's fair. Why the, Please, can I log But why is there always Ratora paying for it? Because she, she touched, touched the tree! <laughs> she did the thing! Yeah, thank you! <laughs> to be fair, 
Chell also touched a tree with her mouth. Uh huh. A tree that looked very similar in terms of shape to she's, this one. Oh, does she's it? Blamed. Oh, oh, she's blamed. Oh, does it? I would like to lick the tree. Uh. <laughs> now, it's it's a thirteen. I do have advantage against being charmed. Okay. That's, Is it just charmed that you have advantage against? That's what it says. Oh man. Is it a magical effects for elves? That's, you're thinking of notes. Well. In charisma and wiz against uh, spell and magical effects. Oh boy. Well. <sighs> 13. I'm sorry, I also have uh, advantages against charms, diseases, frightens, and poisons. Based off of my mm-hmm. feet. What about mine? advantage against this. Oh, nice. okay. Should have listed them slower. <laughs> I'll take the 13. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah. It's fine. Sarah. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Uh huh. Would you rather me roll it or would you rather you roll it? <laughs> or we can put it arbitrarily into Don's hands. No. Make it Don's make fault. Don do it. Don's fault. Don Don's doesn't fault. like doing it. So Don, it was your birthday. Roll it. Woo! Happy birthday. I need you to roll D100. <laughs> Twice. Oh, do you want the good one? 69, Ooh. 69. Don't do it. 69. I trust, I trust. Okay, I hope you roll horribly. Frost and Sarah suffers for it. Look, 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 look what you, I'm going to preemptively say it. Look what you did to Give him 100. <laughs> do it for the 100 episode. 100. 62. Oh. 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 Almost nice. Seven. Are those the dice I made? It's 69. <laughs> <laughs> The universe works wow. ever in my favor. Wow, we're so sweet. Dice really <laughs> like nice numbers. In Taurus' favor. We love to see it. That's so funny. Um, it was you place your hand on this tree. And I'm going to ask everyone but you to leave. Oh, wow. Good night. Oh, no. Like, you, you win some, you lose some. It's gonna be we don't, look, 69's nice. Right? <laughs> nice. It's all the bullshit. It's the Pisces number. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cancer. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> you place your hand upon this tree, mm-hmm. and there is an immediate sudden sensation within you that racks through your mind. An experience for you to a degree comparable when we have done spiritual walks where your body feels as though it remains in a place but your mind, your spirit feels as though it is suddenly ripped separate from your body and placed into another area you feel as though you are formless you're capable of seeing the environment around you but nothing of your own actual corporeal projection remains and I will tell you that around you you see for the first time this enormous tree and when I say enormous I mean of a magnitude that initially feels incomprehensible it feels as though the trunk stretches and concludes the entirety of you know the 180 degree view in front of you as though you stand only 30 feet or so from it. A quick look up, and you can see that this scales for miles 
and miles. Trunk, a dark brown bark similar to what you've just touched. All around you is a soft, snowy, flat land. A simple plain. You feel, despite having no corporeal form, a breeze, and it feels so strange because it radiates through your form, starting at one arm, going horizontally through your chest, out the other arm, and you feel it leave your body. As you look up at the immensity of the tree, though, You are so familiar with this. You've known this for so, so long. Again, with no corporeal form, you initially have that, you know, petrichor-type smell that snow gives off, comparable to rain, the misty water in the air. And then that horrific stench of necrotic, blighted earth. It immediately draws your gaze towards the base of the tree, and you see that as that slow, flat line of snow hits almost a perimeter of maybe a few yards out in a circle, for you a hemisphere, a half circle, from the base of this magnificent, enormous tree, you can see clear soil but in areas out like straight, then jagged, tendrily-like vines that would feel similar to the roots, were you able to see them above ground. You see these dark, necrotic projections as though they glow with this ephemeral black light, if you've ever seen black flame, as it's produced by different materials, minerals being burned. It parses out ever so slightly through the little gaps within the soil. It pulsates. And then it thickens. It darkens. It pulsates. It thickens. To where that entire hemisphere, that half circle at the base of this immense tree, all turns to this same black, dying soil. And there is a brief pause as you stand here, kind of enraptured by this sensation that you see. And all around you, it feels as though suddenly there is a heavy, dense rain thudding over what you know would be your head, your shoulders. And you see as it strikes the ground in front of you, staining the snow with brilliant bright red drops of crimson. And your gaze is slightly pulled up. Up. Tilting your head as far back as your neck can possibly angle. And you would see at the height of this tree beautiful, puffy, white folds of what would look like cotton. And you would see them falling, wisping away, the white almost looking as though it falls in a wave-like pattern, like a feather, but of the wisps like a dandelion, if you've ever, uh, you know, hit one of the puffball ones and blown it out into a slow breeze. 
as all the white of the surrounding bulb whisks away, you see a very familiar thing at that center. A dark red crimson berry. A blood berry. As it falls through the atmosphere, you see it almost radiates with heat, and there's a trail like the tip of a comet like we've seen in some of the falling stars. As it burns away the exterior skin, you see that it starts to ooze out from the center, forming this long sanguination, this long drip, before it separates from a core, a little black dot, almost shining like a little gem. The red drops drip down over the snow, staining the landscape around you in blood. And that tiny little black drop as you are looking up feels as though it gets lost in the immensity of the sky above you. You lose track of the little black dot. And all you feel around you is this terrifying sensation of fright. This notion that you have searched and worked for decades hunting down this blight the familiar smells, the recognition of everything that you have seen so far, the growth. It feels like it's here. A heavy drop strikes the top of your head, and it feels as though at the base of the tree, the scorched, now desecrated black earth pulses. In the areas where you saw those root-like vines, those veins that extend out from the base of this tree, this sunken earth reaching out towards you, you would feel ever so swiftly something grab around your ankle. And you're still spiritual, ethereal. There is no body. Something here still grabs at you, at your essence. You look down swiftly and breaking up through the snow. Is a black, blackened hand, similar to when you saw Yalunlo's hands without his gloves, the desiccated flesh, the sunken in nature of the skin, almost gone, the haunting projections of the muscles and ligaments of the hands protruding out against you, you would see that against the back of the hand, it seems as though the veins in the back of the hand are split open and they leak this black ichor over the hand. It grabs at your leg. You feel this sudden, awful lurching sensation of something in you breaking, something of you peeling off. Something of you, tarnished and stolen. You feel yourself instinctively pull back away from this feeling. As your leg breaks from this grasp, you feel your life diminish. You age 69 years. And you find yourself standing back in the grotto once more.
size of the good face. <clears throat> it looks like you had a great time. Happy fun time! Yay, yeah, I'm done. Fun. You guys didn't scum me. Thanks. <laughs> oh, well, well, maybe no. Get, get back. <laughs> well, Paul, if you just let us walk in first, you know that won't happen. He never does. Where do you wait? It's his house. He can rush him in in his own house. Thank you. I will, I will slap you. For those of you in the area of Ratora, you would see as her hand presses against the exterior dark brown bark of this tree. Her hand rests against it softly, and then for just a second, she shakes violently. And for those of you especially within 30 feet or so of her, despite elves living a long, long, long life, you would see the skin in her face start to sag, the bags of her eyes darken, the edges around them grow deeper with wrinkles, the smile lines in her face sink in. It would look as though she suddenly starts to lose weight, growing famished, before her hand separates and severs from this tree. And you would see against the bark where her hand was, against this dark brown bark, you would see an external handprint from where her hand lay, outlined in a very dark red. And as you pull your hand away, it feels like you rip the flesh off of your palm, off of the tips of your fingers. This burn, similar genuinely to when you show how the skin darkens at the concentration of the burn. Your skin puffs, darkens, and feels like it is torn. And you stand here in the grotto. Did it rip the black dot off of her hand? <laughs> yeah. Did she use that hand? Did it? I mean, I would have. No. Damn. Still stained. Sorry. What? Ratora, what happened? You look I... as though you've aged in a second. Is she still aged? She remains aged. Okay. I I saw I saw a tree bigger than any I've ever seen. And and the the darkness the the disease that I've been trying to to fight this whole time, it, it was getting to it. A massive massive tree. With what appeared to be the the flowers, the puffs of the widow's whale in its branches growing around the tree or on or from the tree is that from the from tree growing from it do you recognize where this was it was a wide open space but this the tree grew up for miles and miles 
Was it cold like here? Was the sky normal or was it dark? Everything was open and and blank. The ground was covered in snow. My body wasn't there, but I could still feel what was around me that one of the one of the flowers the the petals turned to what looked like blood and rained down and a, a hand grew out of the earth and grabbed me Do you hear anything? No. Completely no. silent. There was a breeze. But nothing else. Mm-hmm. I think you should get out of the water. Did the tree resemble the one that's in front of you? And they said it was different in size. The bark but... was the same. Mm-hmm. The bark. Which I mean, which is pretty ordinary for yeah. a tree. Similar bark. It had a canopy, I assume. Mm. Was it just the puffs or was it leaves as well? Just the puffs. And I never recalled anything like that happening when I touched the tree. I mean, definitely no visions, but like no strange sensations. And also just to like better uh, convey for the canopy, it would almost look to you how we know like a weeping widow. Or, uh, mm-hmm. like, how it mm-hmm. long looms over like an umbrella. It would have looked like that. Mm-hmm. I imagine it was the tree that this branch that Tiyuru was carrying came from. If it is, it's not doing well. There's something very wrong. Well, didn't, didn't he say he got it? The, the, the big the big tree didn't he mention something about that yes it was somewhere near Agatha right yes maybe it is whatever's affecting that area Rita himself mentioned something about zombies in the woods yeah you remember the the death in the trees yeah bad trees you guys talked about bad trees maybe that's what's affecting this hmm before you came back, do you remember anything that happened from the moment you died till now? No. Um, kind of like being asleep. Yeah. Weirdo? Uh, I went to hell. <laughs> I, it was like a, a demon that kind of like ate me. But like I went there, but then... He kind of pulled me back into a different cage, and I was in the sword. I I like the sword better than hell. But you don't have any recollection of a tree. Tree? No, no. There was a big demon that you know tried to rip my eyes out, and it did. And I put him back in, and I ripped him <laughs> out again. And it did. And I ripped him out again. And I was like, I don't get it. And he was like, <laughs> Oh, all right. 
I guess I was lucky. Yeah, yeah nothingness is better than agony. Yeah, he uh, he just ripped my head off, and uh, then I woke up. Yeah, that's better. That's a lot better. The not knowing is uh, kind of killing me. But... Nesgrim Vorst, could you restrain me for a moment, please? I got you, buddy. <laughs> I'll take his legs out. <laughs> he just wraps his arms around your, again, your upper torso yeah. and, like, your shoulders and pins you together. Thank you. I'll scoop up your legs. This is like a sex thing. No, are we, are we I, I do need in the water? one arm, though, please. Nope. I, you said I restrain to, you. Yes, I, I need to look at the tree with the eye. Oh, okay. Oh, and he pulls yeah, one arm back yeah, yeah. and he just keeps the other one. Thank you. Are you... The tree's in the water, right? Yeah. Are you, you are you still in the water? I'll make my way out of the okay. water. <laughs> make my way out of the water. So you leave the grotto. Walk in you the leave the waters. <laughs> you successfully leave the waters. Stand on the shore. Forrest, you get his legs. Reardon gets your other arm and has it pinned closely to your side. So do we like throw him in the water? Or like, no, one, don't, do not throw me two. in the water. Two. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> Look at the tree. Look at the tree. Fantastic. <sighs> All right. Yeah. So rip. long, everybody else again. Rip de rip. Mm-hmm. Even without a save. Hmm. Even without a save. Hmm? Don't save against it. It just. Eats oh, you're looking at it through the celestial eye. Yeah. Line. No, no, no. That's fair. You see yeah, its yeah. true form, Don. Yeah. Like, I'll give you the chance to save, but. Yeah. Your, your int mod, I don't think it's high enough to where you can pass. You okay. may roll a d20. No, 13. <laughs> yeah. You pull this thing that was given to you as a way of demonstrating his faith in you and the man that you are mm-hmm. for a task that few others would have been capable of handling. Because of the resilience of your spirit, of your nature, of the belief that you have in what you're doing and what you provide for other people around you, you are that sanctuary. You ask your friends to hold you close, and you pull the celestial eye up in front of you and angle it towards this dark root ahead of you. Oh. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Same as our. Yep. Weirdly paired. Yeah, I only have a plus one, so. So I was like, I, I again, I know because we make nat twenties pass yeah. regardless. It's the like, it's a five percent chance. I'm gonna take the math yep. and have them leave while we're doing it. Yep. Now that makes sense. You look at the root, and you can see again it is, you know three feet or so in diameter across. It thins out naturally as it ascends upwards. It has roots of its own that spiral around it at like a reasonable interval of a few inches between them. The roots themselves are a few inches thick. I will tell you that as you put the eye up in front of you and you look at this root, you would see that it looks as though it is the decrepit black flesh similar to when you've seen Yalumla's hands and mm-hmm. they were frostbit bitten you would see that this looks as though it is the forearm as it naturally thins out 
concluding at the base of a hand. The tree is? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Okay. You can see that it narrow, like it narrows yeah. out as it approaches the wrist. You would see that there is almost like an enclosed fist at the top point angled upwards. So the point of it would be the thumb as mm. though it holds something tightly. That same demonstration for Yalumo's frostbitten flesh where it has gone withered and black sunken in, you would see the muscles and ligature, the ligaments of the arm. You would see the veins look like the roots that wrap around the spirally projection of it, twisting in and around itself. And you would see nothing inside of this hand because it's closed. Yeah. I would say that you wouldn't be able to see what is held within this thing. Okay. So I don't see my body. Correct. Because you're looking outward. Yeah. Um, but I got the eye from in a vision. Mm -hmm. So I would like to pantomime attempt to grab around the nothingness mm -hmm. that my spirit is currently mm -hmm. and try to produce the eye to look a level deeper to try to see if I can see to what layer in, another eye yes, on top to see of if it. I can see what's in the hand which if I can't totally find I know I pulled it out of yeah I would say you attempt to do it while holding steady the eye and as you feel around this you know again you have sufficient proprioception to know yeah. where your form would be as you reach to that area of your neck to try to grab the chain that holds this around you, you would feel nothing there okay. presently. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to do in here? I do love puzzles. Yeah. I'm already, like, I can't move it away because I'm already looking through it. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm looking through it to see this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll hold the eye, but I'll mimic the shape of the hand, so that way where with I'm your looking, other hand? with so it, if I can tell with like the which hand arm holding is, the eye, yeah, I'll, I'll try to mimic it so that way I'm holding it in the, the same eye position. in the same position to look through it that way. So that way I'm looking through like the point, like a scope almost. Yes. While I like the idea. I would say that as you do it with this hand and a line, because you're looking through your eye, you only see the top of your own hand ever so mm, slightly sure. around the bespectacled yeah. area for this kaleidoscope. And still the hand stays sealed. I will tell you, you know me and you know this campaign very mm -hmm. well. The answer lies not in a spell. Yeah, I'm looking through my inventory. You are in the right area. Um, I'll try opening my other eye to do what Felix had described doing. Uh, 
when he could see like both at the same time i'll try opening half the other half. eye half and half and see if that like brings them together as you to focus. open your other eye you see your hand further and it feels like the hand that you hold in front of you lines up and covers the projection of the tree and while you're holding again the spyglass part mm-hmm. of the kaleidoscope you feel something heavy suddenly appear in your palm okay So I was on the right track with the double layer thing. Yes. It's just merging them back. Correct. Yeah. One, two. <laughs> 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 Is anybody else gonna touch the fucking tree? <laughs> I didn't Here. touch it. John, I would like to take a bite out of the tree now. I took an elongated <laughs> peak at the tree. It was an elongated peak indeed. It felt like forever. Mm-hmm. Five minutes to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put my hand down. Uh, you can, well, I suppose. You would only have the one hand available yeah, to you because right. he's that's got right. your other hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can put me down. No, thank you. He could still be under some kind of magic spell. Or I just like the hug. Swing at him! The hug's nice. Can I at least have my other hand, please? I won't be able to hug you then. You can under the arms. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> he releases and just kind of keeps himself wrapped around your torso. Yeah, I'll, I'll let the, put the necklace back and... Yeah, as you open your hand, you would see roughly the size of what I imagine probably pretty comparable comparable to what you just received as your dinosaur gift. How big is that tooth? Uh, it's like two and a half, three inches, I so think. It's like, it's like yeah, this, it's like right? that size. Yeah. You would see of a similar shape, an angular kite shield shaped triangular piece of a prismatic scale. Just laid in your palm. <laughs> the duality of man. <laughs> I ripped her life away from her. And I gave you a gift. You can just drink it. It was your birthday. Oh, it's a birthday! Oh, yeah. yeah. Now you need to eat souls! <laughs> yes! I hunger! You no longer get to send them away! You have to eat them like a hag! <laughs> Hag snack, hag snack. <laughs> Eat the scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Ether? Are you a demon? How did you? Did you? What did you see? Uh, I I saw this tree formed into a, a hand like this, um, rotting. So I held the eye and mimicked the shape and then opened my other eye because I could not see what was in the hand in the vision it was closed I'll tell you as you start speaking that the ground suddenly starts to shake again and you can see that this projection starts to recede into the ground the water around in the grotto starts to shake violently as it slowly sucks back into the soil below does the water line appear to rise or lower with these events? Or does um, it stay a constant? It stays a constant. Undisturbed by the additional volume of having this thing here. That's fucking freaky. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Carolyn out Get here. my yeah, on the phone. <laughs> um, and kind of like, 
I just like I see her grab her hand, start running out, and like talking as we're going. What's happening, Carolyn? You've been one of my closest friends since as long as I can remember. Okay. And I'm so sorry for the loss that you face with losing your husband. And I yes. can't promise you anything, but there's something sacred about the grounds that we're on and the water itself. And I, I don't know if we can bring him back, but I think this might be a good place to rest him. It's, it's a thinner veil. It's, I think the closest he'll find peace. If you feel comfortable with it. Oh, oh, all right. Um, sure. Let me see. First. Runner out there. Yeah, you guys, as you're talking, this starts mm-hmm. to happen. You see Thariel running over with Carolyn. Are you shaking the ground? Are you doing that? No, the tree is receding. Did you do that? I, 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 it gave me this. Uh, Does it need that? Does uh, he need that? Who are you pointing at when you say he? Where the uh, uh, the lily the pad, pad was. Yeah, I mean, you see this fully disappear from the water for these roots, and again, where it was, the lily pad just unfurls again, as though it covers the area for the seismic shock for where the ground would have split. Is that his? It might be him, I am not sure. I would have tried to have yelled to Ethier about the ashes and whatever Mm -hmm. ashes she had before the water descended. It's not that the water's gone. It's that the tree root is gone. The water is unfazed, untouched, even by the presence of the tree and the disappearance of the tree. The water is still there. Lakes don't move. Lakes don't move. Yeah. At all. Rocks aren't houses. Tents aren't houses. What? Uh, Rocks are trees. That's right. (laughs) Rocks aren't plants, though. Yeah, rocks aren't plants. (laughs) Even as we're watching that, like, start to... I would still try and, like, hurriedly try and get ashes into the water. Sure. You... I mean, she only had like a little piece and then you had the rest of Goran so like you he, see you had some too right yeah 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 I mean Carolyn like you know quickly runs over and is confused and pulls out like her little you know vial of her husband's ashes and is like I don't understand at all what you're talking about throw his ashes in the water I pull the little sack of Corrin's ashes out and hand them over to her and she takes it and the finger bones yeah, and dumps you know her vial into the, the satchel um alright uh, do I have to do anything else just throw it in I'm gonna pull my sword out and like hold it up just give it the ashes put light out yeah no sure. thank you adds it into the pouch just put my hand on her shoulder just do what speaks to your soul same as before, I'll stab it into the ground and let go of Ethier's feet and kneel and start praying. She pauses as she looks into this small pouch, this collection of grayish, different uh, gradients of grays and black, as soot and ash mixed to de- together from the last of her husband's remains, the few finger bones that you were forming into the whistle laid over top of them. And you see her ever so slightly begin to tear up. You know how much. You know how much she needs you and how much I need you. I thought I could let you go, but I just. I don't think I know how to again. We lost so many years unfairly. 
I just want to get them back. She would throw the pouch out into the the waters of the grotto, and you would see the you know the little canvas bag just kind of rests ever so slightly, uncinched, and begins to sink as it gets soaked, drips underneath. And you put my hand on her shoulder as she's throwing them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would grab her hand. Mm-hmm. And you would see the ashes kind of sink as they mix with the liquid around and kind of condense and start to drip underneath the surface of the water, solidified as though they are now a strange, uh, like darkish gray, black mass of ooze, almost again forming like you know, the peaks of the mountain as it descends downwards, solidifies and halts and stays suspended in the water. Did did it did we do it? Like I don't I don't understand. I don't I said before I don't know if it definitively would do anything, but it was worth giving it a shot. And if nothing else Provides him a final resting place. Okay. Thank you. I, I guess. I. I don't want your thanks. I want to try and give you as much peace as I can. Um, thank you. I would just very much like to sit with Mary, Bill. I'm sorry. I understand. You feel her, you know, hand leave yours, and she slides out from the hand divorced on her shoulder and breathes a heavy sigh, and you see her head just kind of lean back as she looks up at the ceiling. Wherever you are, sweetheart, please just... Remember that we love you. Starts to walk away. I want to go kneel by the water. Mm-hmm. And you kneel, and as you get a little bit lower, you can see the same thing. The ashes, darkened, suspended. They would look, you know, like... Incomplete. Like it's it's solidified, and there would be obvious movement in them as they descended and kind of accumulated and congealed in one concentrated area. And they stay suspended on moving. So it's on the water. Underneath the water. It's in the water. Okay. Yeah, this would like be, this would be the oil. water surface oh, going okay. below, yeah. suspended below. That's if you, weird. If you yeah. suspended something in like a, a clear oil. Like, like a lava lamp. Yeah. Yes. 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 Like that. Something? No, like that. Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah. Very much like that. Verda, could, could you put me down, please? I don't want to. I, I need to... Place this into the water. I... Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put the tip of this shard into the water. That's why I'm looking. Where in the water? Uh, at the edge, at the water's edge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk down the little bit of the you know yeah. slightly descending <laughs> shoreline and stuff, and then yeah, sure. Because I saw that. You know, the, the stuff that happened really only happened when he was in the water mm-hmm. and he was in this form. Yeah, no, do me a favor. Roll a d20 and add your spellcasting ability modifier. Natural 20. Woo! Love to see it. Wow. Happy birthday. 
Dip this scale into the water, and you see as it touches it. You hadn't gone over with Felix, did you? Or did you go I over? I You would see that as the scale touches the water, in the same way that there was the reflection mm-hmm. in the obsidian on the walls that you saw of the water, you would see stemming out from this scale where it contacts the water, this fast-moving... You know, finger width in length for each prismatic color of a rainbow wavering through the water, spraying out from it. And you would see that it moves out a few inches at first, and then almost naturally twists and turns and bends towards the ashes. You would see that this ethereal wisp of sudden color projection envelops these ashes twists and migrates through them almost like a serpent moving through sand. And you would see as it winds through, as it passes through the ashes, you would see, starting to form in the reflection of the water, a shoulder, an arm, a hand, and the exterior part of the outside of the chest, rising up to the neck, upside down, suspended in the water, over his stomach, his thighs, his legs, his feet, again, unnaturally hanging upside down, his feet contacted to the base of the water. You would see a human man begin to reform, and you would see the light of the prismatic scale seep out from the top of the scale still held within Mm -hmm. your hand, drain into the water, the scale remaining behind a darkened black obsidian piece. As the last bit of the prism leaves the tip of the scale slightly below the water's surface, you would feel this weird sensation in your hands as they hold the scale. It wasn't like the scale was warm before, It didn't really hold much of an ambient temperature, but you would feel a warmth radiate out from it. And you would see a young, healthy, human Corrin, upside down, suspended in the water, looking affixed ahead, unmoving, despite the water rippling above him. Like you saw him when you bid him farewell, before everything changed for him. Um, I'm going to step into the water and reach my hand out towards him to help him out as I helped him in. You would see as you take a step or so into the grotto and you move through this wavering rainbow of light that extends out from the water. The water itself feels warm like the scale. You hold the scale in one hand as you reach down into the water below, and you feel his hand grip your wrist and squeeze tightly. You pull. And I will tell you in the same way for Reardo returned. You would see a man in his early 20s, a tighter, better-kept goatee, similar to your drawing of him in the locket, long, wavy hair, the crystalline waters solidifying around his cheeks. 
dripping back down onto the water below as he rises out and just looks in your direction, confused and bewildered and... What has happened? No more words, friend. I just... The next... I'm going to put my hand on, like, Thariel's shoulder and embrace her. The next words you say are not for us. They are for them. He would look in as you gesture with your head into the distance, and he would see, you know, roughly a hundred feet or so away back towards the the entrance of to you, Ertl Shack, Mary Bell in Carolyn's arms. You can clearly see Carolyn crying heavily in the distance, her shoulders shaking violently as she pulls Mary Bell close, her head against the back of her daughter's head, pulling her into her chest. I'll take my cloak off, kind of like wrap it around him so he's not just walking up like, sup. <laughs> just kind of wrap it around him. Thank you. Thank him. And thank her. All of you. Thank you. I don't understand, but I don't think I fucking need to. We don't get second chances very often. Oh. (laughs) Just gonna put my hand up over his mouth. (laughs) He just kind of rumbles. Dismisses Nesgrim and starts to clumber out of the water. And then, as he fully leaves the shoreline, rushes towards them. And as his heavy footfalls strike into the soil, you would see around the perspective of his silhouette, Carolyn hear him move and look over. And immediately a wide smile of relief and and joy and exuberance. A reunion that she has craved for so long that before was still tarnished by the weight of all that had been done to the two of them. That now is proposed with a better chance. And you would see her swiftly reach down unnaturally quick and lift her other leg behind Mary Bell's thighs and she pulls her up into her arms and begins to rush towards Corin. as he cloak swiftly tied around his neck and around his waist rushes towards them and Carolyn with Mary Bell still in one arm wrapped around her chest simply leaps into his arms and he holds his hands up, feels the weight of them strike, ever so slightly topples backwards, pulls them close to his chest, and you just hear him begin to sob. I loved you even in death, but god damn it do I love you so much more in life. I think we're going to go to break. Mm-hmm. Friends will be back.
old Torah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, old Torah. Oh. Sorry. What? Yeah, I would say that we would be picking up, obviously, a few minutes later uh, without, um, you know, too much of the surrounding area having changed. Corn, uh, Carolyn, and Mary Bell sat now with the other members of the guild around the the uh, bonfire preparing the breakfast with the cauldron and everything like that. You all still uh, in the area of the grotto, and obviously time is once again yours. Who would like to do with what? Just to clarify, the tree is gone now. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daybreakers. I would like to just sit with Corrin mm-hmm. and catch up. Hey, thank you again. I can't put to words the, the thanks that I owe you, Corrin. You saved me countless times. I, I wouldn't be here if not for your generosity. And I'm just glad I can reunite some of the people that matter most to me. It is obviously good to be back. Um, there is no such thing, though, as a debt with love. You had nothing to repay. But thank you nonetheless. It's good to see you all and all of the people of the guild safe. And he would look over at Sabrina <laughs> and, you know, kind of walk in her direction <laughs> and place a hand out towards her. And she would look at his extended palm and just kind of quietly like shudder and lean away I hold no ill will towards you I know it was not you we all do things when well possessed with ungovernable rage especially when afflicted by a magical possession it is good to see you free it is good to see you well And if there is anything I can do to help you care for what you carry, I will do so. And she just kind of gingerly puts her hand out and, you know, caresses the back of his hand and then shakes his hand. Um, consider it a peace offer accepted, but know that I will always do my best to control what is within me. Even if I feel it is an insurmountable task for myself alone, I know that I do not carry it alone any longer. Thank you. Yeah, he would lean down and hug her gently and then stand and nod and smile at her and then walk back towards Carolyn and Mary Bell and sit adjacent to them on the log and start begin, start to again talk with his wife and his daughter. Anybody wants to do? <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go over to uh, Grimdar and Bran. Sure. Are the two of you okay? Mm, Bran just kind of like eyes dart around quickly. Uh, yeah, and you know, like devil stabbed a turtle. Like, doesn't that's not like a normal thing. No. 
But I know that you have seen things that you do not understand and things that you cannot explain. And I know that some of those things are similar to this. Mm-hmm. But I imagine when confronted with the reality of it, it is much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like to look at, you know, devils. Like, they're not... They're not great. And Grimdor just kind of looked at him. No. Bad. Really bad. Hot. But bad. What? You know. Jesus. Hot. But bad. You literally just said that. Yeah. Hot. But bad. This is what it was like. I'm gonna have to watch it. Dude, yeah, okay. Like, what he fucking said three times. Hot, but bad. Hot. So bad. (laughs) At this point, I'm gonna walk up. (laughs) Because there was recognition in their eyes. Uh (laughs) Do you happen to know who that was? Brian kind of looks back at him. Uh, I, I mean, Nina said it was her dad. We didn't really, like, get to know her dad very... It's like, demon. Like, didn't really talk with him. Does he have a name? He had a name. (laughs) You remember it, right? (laughs) So bad. Devil bad. So So hot. (laughs) Dude, are you good? No. So bad. (laughs) I've got it so bad. (laughs) Calm down real bad. (laughs) Devil fever. <laughs> and Brian was just kind of again shake his head. Um, it's it's weird because like I have so many names in my head that I don't know who they are. Like I can't place the people. It's all jumbled. Hmm. And it's trying to. I don't know, like, pick one coin out of a big bag and they all feel like the same coin, but I know they're different coins. But I've got a lot of coins. Pick one? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I mean, it feels fair. He roughly knows. I mean, eliminate the non demon y sounding ones, right? (laughs) Maybe? (laughs) Most of them? We're gonna get Dr. Michael. (laughs) No! Don't you fucking dare! (laughs) Michael B. Jordan! (laughs) You rolled well, I know you did! I did! I rolled really well! Um. Oh my god, Peterson. It. It was in, in Adonites. <laughs> I tried to think of the one that sounds the most like a fucking devil. And like this dude said his dad's name. He's definitely a devil. Adamus? Yeah, that's a devil's name, dude. <laughs> There's sorry. no way that's not a Adamus? devil. Adamus? Yeah, devil. Again, all I'm hearing is devil. <laughs> you say it and I hear devil. <laughs> Have you is... ever looked at your dad? I, Yeah. Like, closely. Like, in his eyes? Not actively, no. What? You passively? (laughs) 
How, how can I look at him now? He's not here. When you when he was alive. Oh yeah, of course. He's like you. Hot <laughs> and bad. <laughs> Dude, you gotta like. We still talking about dads? Take a bath or something <laughs> with him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just you, just bad. you in the bath. I'll dad. think about it. <laughs> Dude, fine. Whatever. I don't care anymore. You've got this weird obsession with baths, and I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Your dad's a devil. He probably had like pitchforks in his eyes or something, dude. That was fucking weird. Alright. No, he was pretty normal. Felix, couldn't you do the, the thing where you look in the memories in his head and see if. I, I think so I tried could, that. So he could witness what his father looks like and look into his eyes? Oh, oh, with Nesgrim. Yes. Uh, sure. <laughs> what? what? Sure. I'll do, I'm going to ignore what you just said. Do you want to fuck me? <laughs> hey, I think he says I'm worse. Worse. <laughs> <Yeah>, worse. <laughs> uh, I, I can give it a try. Are you are you good? It's like the de- devil. Like, uh, why would I be good? Like, this is all bad. It's just gonna, like, I'm just gonna like push on him to like sit down if he's not oh, already sitting. Yeah, no, he kind of slumps down. Dude, I'm just fucking tired. Like, I'm so done. I feel like I've done this a thousand times, and every time it just ends in fire and death, and I'm just so burnt out of being burnt. You know? <laughs> to Grimdar, keep an eye on him. So. <laughs> is he just. It, where is he looking? Is he just staring at Bran? <laughs> He's staring up at the ceiling. Hearing, like, the rise in people's voices from this side of yeah. the camp, I'm gonna walk over. Mm-hmm. Who's trying to fuck a devil? I. I uh, Grimdar. No, the rock up there. It's a hot rock. <laughs> He's looking at the ceiling, and there's just absolutely just a pair of two nicely spherical shaped rocks. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Grindar likes big rocks. God. Jesus. He's just completely ignoring oh, yeah. me. He's just completely gone. Did you just find a way to work Ceiling Teddy into a fancy campaign? You're welcome. <laughs> At what point did he stop talking about the devil and start talking about the rocks? When he looked up. Yeah, looked up probably like the second time when he said it. Completely lost the terror. It was like, oh, I'd polish the fuck out of this. It's a lag mammary type. That's good. Oh my god. Uh, uh, important question before he looks inside of the chat. Paul pointed out that we do need to ask, does Grimdar have Dork? <laughs> does he have Dork? Paul I'm gonna me. throw him in the water so <laughs> bad. Have you ever asked? Well, I don't have any context for what or he's not pulled Dork. He doesn't out. have it on his belt. No. Okay. Okay. No no dwarven skull on his belt. Okay. Is he still staring up? Yeah. Can you? I'm gonna pull the hat off of his head and knock on his head. Yeah. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, you pull the hat off Grimdar's head and you see a little tiny dwarven skull. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's where you keep it. Did you actually keep it there? Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah, <laughs> there were times sure. when he hid it. There. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, because I'm trying to take it away from you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Like, get that fucking thing out of here. Yep. So this is pre-me pre putting a bone on it, so I had it like a juggle. That's edge. right. Yep. So this is pre-that. Okay. Mm-hmm. For clarity. All right. Uh, yeah, so I st- I'm just, as Felix, going to ignore the skull. Just going <laughs> to knock on his head. On Grimdar's head? Yeah. Keep an eye on him. 
Oh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna physically move his thick dwarf neck <laughs> to look at Bran. Just tie the rope around. <laughs> oh hi, Bran. Uh, the green guy says I gotta look at you. Look out for. Look out. <laughs> keep an eye on. Take care of. That would hurt. T- take care of. What does that mean? Make sure that he is okay. You okay? Keep no! <laughs> I'll say he's it. In, I'll say it in dwarvish. Sure. Yeah, Take care of him. Oh, I got your rocks on lock, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you had that one in the chamber? <laughs> so long. <laughs> Actually, he yes. had it rocked and loaded. <laughs> oh, Damn. Mm. Okay. Also, logistically, Grimdar has a Grimdar-sized skull on top of his head yep. under his hat. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Just clarifying. Yep. That's where I keep my brains. <laughs> He does all my thinking. I, I, I'll get to it in a second. This kid's got a skull on his head. <laughs> yeah, it's his skull. No, another skull. This is my skull, though. Uh, I do not think that is possible. Anyway, he says I'm him. Okay. And he's me. Fucking talk to... Wait, what? Skull man. We're not doing this again. What? And I'm going to reach for the skull. Sure. Yeah, no. Oh, don't touch him. He's... Shy. You could try to make a psychic connection with it. That would rule it out. Possibly. Yeah, I guess I'll try to make a psychic connection with it. Yeah, you attempt to establish a psychic connection. There's no creature or sentience there or consciousness for you to connect it. It doesn't mean that it can't be scried on, like the bear. I'm going to reach for it again. Oh no no, Dorgrin's good. Let me let me see it. What was that? Dorgrim. He's good. Who's He's my friend? Your 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 skull friend. Yeah. His name is Dorgrin. Yeah, goes by Dorg. It's a fucking problem, man. Dorgrim um, or Dorg? Felfarthen? It's a bad name, yeah. Ross Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you get Dorgren? He was in my hat. When you found the hat. When I woke up, he was in my hat. Does Where... does the hat look out of time? <laughs> does it look out of yeah, time? Didn't he find the hat in the tunnel? Because mm-hmm. it looks ragged, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grimdor, you told us that you found the hat in the tunnel. Yeah, when we were walking earlier. Did you have the hat when you woke up and then lose the hat and then find the hat again? No, I had the hat. Well, found the hat. Was the hat already occupied when you found it? No. When I woke up today, it was in the hat. Oh. Today? Yeah. D- that was in the hat? Yeah. Yeah, you should let Aether take a look at it. He can tell you more about it. He's really good with bones. He's you bone man. talk to Dorgrim? He's bone I'm man. I'm sure he's got a lot to say. Talkative. <laughs> oh, all right. That's what um, Dorgrim means. <laughs> he's gonna get no, back. it means death's door. It's dwarvish. Hmm. Uh, why don't you hold on to uh, Dorgrim okay. for the time being, and 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 at at some point uh, we can uh, try to have a uh, a conversation with Dorgrim. Okay. And he just moves the jaw and says, "Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Good to see you again. Again. Okay." Again. Okay. And I'll I'm just sit gonna, here. I'm gonna put the hat back on him. 
It's just resting on top of his fingers. You told him to hold Thorgrim, so he's holding Thorgrim. Uh, can you tell him in, in Dwarvish? In Dwarvish. Hmm? Let go of Dwarvish and keep oh. an eye on Bran. Oh, rocks locked. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get Bran. I'm going to go look at the pitchfork. Kill eyes. me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> just let it end. <laughs> Fork his eyes? He just got him back. No, no, his his dad's eyes. Oh, his dad's eyes got forks in them. Stop! Okay. Is that Possibly. how he died? Possibly. What? Your dad got forked in the eyes? No, he he died from the rot. After getting forked. You get forked. I just need you to think of your father, like a conversation or a, a period. Time when you stabbed him, him in, in the eyes with a fork. Not that. Let's not fabricate memories. That'll make it more difficult. No, picture my dad. Sure. I'll put my hands on your temples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take a peep. Yeah, I know. You would see. Just I would say you would probably picture him maybe like 10, 15 years younger, so like still an older man. When we were training, probably, sure. You know? Yeah, so. Roughly closer than to like 25 years. So he would look like a man in his early 40s. Similar looking appearance to Nesgrim in terms of facial structure. He has not the same long platinum, you know, straight hair. He has a little bit more of a, a wave to it like Don's. Mm-hmm. A little bit shorter though, so probably closer to yours in length. But no strangeness about his appearance. You know, he's got like dark brown eyes, dark brown hair. Just looks like an ordinary human being. Got a little bit of a scruffy beard. Can I flash an image of a demon at him too? Which demon? Uh, we'll do. Um, there was one in the Foundry and Felfar, then, right? Baylor. Oh, there was a bone claw. Baylor, yeah. There That's something. The, the Baylor, yeah. 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 I mean, you see his dad, and then weirdly, and then, you know, suddenly his memory, the image in his imagination changes, and it's just the fucking Baylor just <laughs> running after you guys inside of Felfar, then. <laughs> I just, I just retract my hands. I'm like, why, why? There's nothing, nothing strange about him. No. Let, let me take another look, though. And I'll put my hands to your temples, and then I'll just show you the visions of you fucking seizing <laughs> in the <laughs> darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no more stupid shit. Says <laughs> <laughs> so to check out. He's a n- normal person. That's what I've been saying. He was a, a normal man. He is far from normal. How did uh, how did he make him though? Well, wasn't there wasn't isn't wasn't there like a whole thing that happened with you, right? Your your mom? Yeah, it was like a curse and a sacrifice and yeah, that on some sand. Yeah. I don't appear to be like that now. Um, hey, you're still pretty gray. Your eyes still purple or gray? Yeah, it's still it was gray. one of the two. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was, it was gray. gray. Okay. Gray. Okay. Oh no. I am still me. Yeah, but you're not normal. You should base a person entirely off their define normal. <laughs> then no, I'm not normal. No pitchforks. I look back at Bran. Alright, that's good at least. I mean, maybe he can like hide his devil form though. Like, that's what Adonides did. 
before. I remember him looking differently. He doesn't always look like devil. Sometimes he looks like an ordinary man. I um, I used to be able to cry, and that would make me frightening. Can you, you cry anymore? You can't cry now. I'm don't, sure. It, don't 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 cry in front of the children. I'm sure I can like cry, but not. I don't know if I'll still become terrifying when I do. Did you tear up at the sight of Corin resurrecting and seeing his wife and child for the first time again? Probably. I, I don't think I'd be able to see a true form in a memory. If he can't, why would I be able to? Yeah, absolutely. I agree on that thought. I wasn't saying that to the DM, oh, but... sorry. Because no, <laughs> I, I, I outed Bran as a grown man. Sure, yeah. No, I thought you were uh, proposing that to me. No, I wasn't going to try it, because okay. it, it, if sure. it would work, it'd be mm-hmm. weird that it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Bran just then shrugged me up. Mm-hmm. Can they sleep? I think I've slept in... I don't know, like... This lifetime... Do I feel like I just kind of lay down and close my eyes and... Do you want to sleep? I, it feels bad to sleep. Why? I get a lot of night terrors. What if I could put you out without a... What do you, what do you mean this lifetime? <laughs> what? What do you mean this lifetime? And that could cause brain damage. Brain <laughs> 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 This side's on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There are times I remember myself being older. So I feel like this isn't the first time I've been me. I mean, also, we literally just saw, like, three people get brought back from the dead. So, like, drug. The visions that you've had don't make sense with how you currently are. Yeah, that, like, uh, and and some of them I'm definitely not, you know, fucking boy. You also seem very mature for your age. And you don't. Two-way street. That was hurtful. Yeah. And unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to side with the child, man. <laughs> he just low-key reaches over and tries to fist bump you. <laughs> He's going to lock eyes with Desgrave like, yeah, child, man. Man, child. You want to sleep? Like, I could, I could put you out, like... You could just make him a tea. Put him in a chokehold. Well, no, I, I could do the same thing that I've been doing to put myself asleep. Um, <laughs> I've been, uh, I, I don't, Excuse I don't, me? I don't want to dream either, so, like. Okay. Uh, I'm going to rifle through my bag a little bit, and I'm going to kind of find some of the herbs that I got from Bellafell. Sure. Like, some of the hut stuff herbs. Yeah. Not, like, rolling oh, up for him no. to smoke it, but I'm going to, like, kind of, like, make, like, a little poultice out of it. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> hand, hand it to him. You drink that, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, nah, your head. Good. I... Uh, like at this Take point, the drugs from the stranger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally at this point, like I'm just so gone and so done. Whatever. <laughs> oh, it's like a sludge, and he doesn't fucking care. Sure. It tastes like shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right. Where's the magic? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wind my fist up, Dude, and I'm gonna cast sleep on it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sleeping, ain't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
I'm gonna step back as I watch you cast sleep. It goes for the Lowest least amount of point. hit points and then just keeps going out until it reaches the <laughs> Brandon Krypton. <laughs> yeah, especially with how you rolled <laughs> for all his hit point values. Boom! <laughs> and your fucking stats one, at the start of the one, game. <laughs> one. <laughs> Oh, jeez. It was really bad. I'll yeah. never roll health it again. It was awful. <laughs> just re-rolled one. Still roll one. Can't roll. Well, now, now we re-roll one. Huh? We didn't. Yeah, we weren't re-rolling ones in that campaign. We also don't roll for stats anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can. I roll. It's a dangerous game. Mm -hmm. I roll. Yeah, it is a dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> 22. Actually, yeah. you would see that Brand just kind of like roll. looks at you, sees your hand, goes back, just fucking just dome me, dude, I don't care. And you, he watches as you make the actual quick somatic symbols for the spell, and he just, oh my god, and you just see him kind of like lean heavily on Grimdar's shoulder, and you know, Grimdar just kind of looks over at him. He's dead! Oh! He is, he is sleeping, Grimdar, not dead. He'll, ah! He, he will be okay, Grimdar. Someone help him. He'll wake up <laughs> nice and rested. Oh, okay. <laughs> he absolutely just puts his big fucking hand on his head and just butches him off and branches like onto the ground. Did not burn out, also. Okay, good. No, he's dead. No, he is very asleep. Help! Help! <laughs> Uh, up in the ceiling again. Help! Does anyone else fall asleep? Grimdar? Yeah. He had like 19 health. Mm -hmm. Does any. Uh, yeah, I can't. I guess mm -hmm. I could. I, I could pass it again. I don't know if I wanna. Help! <laughs> I think we should Grimdor, put him <laughs> Alright, alright. Maybe the old fashioned way with the, the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright, I'll do it again. He's a dwarf. He's real nice. He says his name's Dorgrim. He does magic stuff. What, what kind of magic stuff? <laughs> um, he said he's really good at illusions. Illusions? Yeah. Okay. Um, he said he can make things that are real, real. Has he shown you these things before? No, I've only known him for like a couple hours. You just found him? Yeah, he was in my hat when I woke up today. Hot. <laughs> 33 for sleep. <laughs> you would see that he just kind of like, looks like he's going to nod off. Oh. And you would see Mary Bell slump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's dead. Someone else died. Help. Help. You can hit. He's got a thick skull. Help. <laughs> And you just see Corey look at Mary Bell and then look over. What happened to her? She is asleep. Why? Horse <laughs> was trying to put the, the Wonder Twins to sleep. They are, they are unable to sleep due to horrifying night terrors. I'm, I'm fairly certain Grimdar sleeps just fine. Are these like additions? Like okay. it's, it's the 19th Actually, and the I have an idea. Okay. So. Grimdar. Okay. Help. Go to sleep. Okay. Just right. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> just, what 
drool all over his chin, over his beard. <laughs> he was actively trying to put him to sleep. How long have we known the Wonder Twins? Uh, since, since the, the orphanage. Since the beginning of the campaign. He mm-hmm. just found the skull today. Yeah. Yes. yes. In, in his hat. It's right. not the first time he's found something. He also found a rock that wound up being a... And a banana. <laughs> right, the, banana. the very egg one. that... Uh, killed me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no, this is bad. Whatever he, this is, is, is terrible. Well, right. he's asleep now. We can just grab the skull. Is it something with his hat? No. Wait, he found, does he keep finding the things under his hat? I don't think he found the rock under his hat. Thing? I think he just found it, right? He just found the hat today. No, no he's had the hat he's had since we've been underground. Oh, 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 okay. The skull he just did. Mm-hmm. Yes, the skull was today. He did not find the obsidian thing in the hat, from what he said. Mm-hmm. The banana he did say was in the hat. I don't trust the, Is the hat. hat. Can someone check this hat? Is that a thing? Is there a hat check? Uh, I'll, I'll ritual cast detect magic. Mm-hmm. While we're in. Sitting around. Sitting around. Uh, I guess it, while we're while she's casting that, I would mm-hmm. approach Iris and mm-hmm. ask her nope. uh, the uh, the alcove that we looked at last yes. night. It's yes. possible for anything to pop out of areas like that, like a hat or a skull. I mean, it is temporally linked. I guess it is possible. Like I. When we arrived, uh, my sailor and I, we arrived through a similar feeling and appearing area. Okay. Ours was, uh, again, outside of the islands of Rock Der Manoir. Were there anything maybe scattered from your home around that area? Uh, There were some things, yes. As though other people had made the journey themselves, too. What did you see? Um, well, we arrived on the outskirts of an island along the beachy coastal line. There were bottles, uh, vials, looked like apothecary items. But they were all empty. You didn't. You don't know of anybody else that has crossed over. No, I do not. Huh. That's strange. Yes. Are you at all concerned about that? I mean, I have been, but I've never encountered anyone in the two hundred plus years that I've been here who's from my home. And I mean, I only was able to come here because of Renya. Other than them, and I'll point at the Wonder Twins. Yes, that's uh, that's a bit concerning. Yes. All right. Well, if if anything else comes to your mind, please let me know. I will. Anything else strange that may, may stick out? Yes, I will be on the lookout. Thank you, Iris. Of course. Try to stay away from. The sleep area. Just if she's anywhere near it, I'll just yeah. be like, just in case. Yeah, that's a good call. Thank Does you. she look over at us when he says that? Yeah, I'm putting them to sleep. That's good. They are very troubled and very loud and constant with their talking. It's, it's nice. 
It's very quiet and I adore it. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all are sitting here. Hmm. Well, what do we do? What do we do now? I figure we should uh, maybe head out soon. Um, Go check out that other tree you were talking about. I think we should leave. Yeah, we have plans. We can always come back. No, the, the tree in the other area of Oshwan. In Alglatha? Yeah. I think once we get the children to safety, yes, I I would argue that that is an important destination. If we were to vote, that would be my vote. Yeah. Well, you guys also said something about wanting to see Whitehall. Well, I don't think anyone can see Whitehall, but we do at some point want to go there, so I can try to look at it with the eye, yes. It's, uh, we're going to have to travel quite a ways north. I hope everybody's prepared for the actual cold again. Well, let's get out from these caves first, and then then we can worry about what comes next. Yeah. I think we stay here for tonight and leave early tomorrow. For it's yet. early now. It's it's morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe How do you know? Because we went to bed and we woke up. Because we slept. Also, I have the orb of time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like 10 a.m. <laughs> He's got an Apple Watch. I just woke up. <laughs> He's got clock balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Excuse me. You clocked Sorry? his balls. What? He has an orb of time. Clock and balls. He said. <laughs> <laughs> and direction. <laughs> He's got direction? <laughs> no, and said. direction. <laughs> My balls always know the time and the direction. <laughs> I hope you're happy. This is what you did. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just suddenly turn around towards the grotto. <laughs> stand up and walk in that direction. Well, in that case, we'll let Bran and Grimdar sleep, and if yeah. everyone else is ready, we can leave now. <laughs> just leave them here. <laughs> well, no, we can just carry them. Did my detect magic oh. go off detect magic? Yeah, I would say the ten minutes would pass. Nothing strange about Ethier's hat. Ethier's hat? Yeah, Ethier's <laughs> <laughs> hat. Ethier's wearing a pirate hat. You stand up now. and you have Grimdark's hat and Dork's skull is <laughs> seeping into your brain. Help, uh, help me! Nothing help. weird about the hat. The nothing weird about Grimdark's hat? <laughs> Not inside or outside? Nope. No dunamancy inside this hat? No. Okay. The skull's fine. The skull's fine. The skull's fine. No magic on the skull. What about the banana? Better make sure everybody's armed no magic ready to go. Banana. Okay. Anything else I should be worried about as I peep around? Anxiety. Define worry. Anxiety be like, anything else I should be worried about? <laughs> um, well, so three people just came back oh, from mm-hmm. the dead. Yep. Um, sure did. A whole spooky tree thing happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm old now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's young. I have a lot of concerns. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yep. So I'm just going to Look at all of the people who have been resurrected. I'll look at the the scale if Ethier's still holding it. I um, would be, but I am actively walking yeah, away. Yeah, he'd be walking away. So I would uh, describe to you that you would, uh, you know, initially look at everything Nesgrim, Reerda, mm-hmm. and, excuse me, Corin, just because, you know, three people brought back from the dead in a, a matter of, like, a fucking day mm-hmm. is kind of absurd. Like ten minutes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, none of them have any strange magical aura to them. Uh, I mean, 
the thing that I would be able to describe to you would be a, a faint, fading glow of necromancy as the spells that clearly brought them back from the dead are beginning to wane and fade and they are becoming more solidified as their own person. Um, nothing strange about any of the other people around you. Nothing, again, strange about the hat. Uh, you would look over into the distance as Ether is maybe, you know, like 10 feet away as he's getting up and beginning to walk. It's right at the edge of your detect magic. You would see that the scale, uh, which I don't think you would still be holding, right? Uh, I probably would have held it. Still just holding on yeah. to it, just absently? Sure, okay. Uh, you would see that there's no magic whatsoever in the scale. Hmm. Uh, I mean, same thing. Other people in the area, there's no new changes or anything hmm. like that in terms of the projection of their own magical aura. There's no like crazy new items or anything yeah. like that. Um, You'd probably be, be getting enchant- enchantment from the, the Wonder Twins, but... Oh! Yeah, because of sleep. sleep. Sure. Yeah, if I notice you looking around... I mean, I would've, it would have been ten minutes of me sitting there chanting. Yeah, the, casting. Right. but Because it, it lasts for ten minutes as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, once I noticed you looking around, I would go into my pouch, my curse pouch, yeah. and pull out the, uh, the dagger that is now coated in obsidian. Mm-hmm. Detect anything from this? Until you no longer see any magical aura around the dagger. I don't... The obsidian contains it. I don't see anything. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'll put it back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. See anything concerning? Um, it's weird that that scale that Ethier is holding is nothing, nothing coming from it. Yeah, I'd say that you would be saying that as Ethier is continuing mm-hmm. to like walk away. You know, again, your his his shack is like a hundred or so mm-hmm. feet from the grotto. So, like for you, it would only be a fifteen second like swift walk over. Yep. Um, as you get closer and start to, you know, again, it is a little bit of like a winding curve for you to see the actual mm-hmm. decline down to the shore and then the full expanse of the grotto. As you wrap around and look, you would see uh, in the distance, like 30 to 40 feet in the water again, you would just see faint little splashing and like bubbles and stuff kind of like rising to the mm-hmm. surface and the water rippling in a small concentrated area. I walk to the water's edge and look at it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of lean down and... Elongated peak. peak. Yeah. What the fuck's going on under there? Uh, I will tell you that as you do that, um, you go to lean down, and as you're leaning down, out of the water's surface... Shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shark outside the of the water's surface, you would just see, <clears throat> at first, the bubbles kind of, like, grow more rapid, and then suddenly stop. The water surface would break, and you would just see... A little top hat. It's even smaller. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm talking pinpoint small. And just... Do I also see this? He's the um, only one who's coming over to the grotto. You would just see... <laughs> done. Like, yay big. Like thimble. Like thimble size. Hail. Hail. Yeah, I, I would... <laughs> Go again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would immediately get into the water. Somebody, I'm small now. <laughs> I would get into the water. Yeah, no, you would rush over in the water and you would see his little turtly fucking legs just flapping against the water as he's kind of like doggy paddle struggling to keep himself afloat. 
scoop under him. Yeah, you would scoop under. All the water would drain through your fingers, yeah. and he would just kind of like... Like I little... know he's not a sea turtle, but I can only picture Squirt from Finding Nemo. Yep. <laughs> that is what he would just look a really, like. Oh, no. Just a real big head for yes. the body. <laughs> oh, but no! That is what he would look like now. My just this sweet baby. little, like, uh, prismatic-colored sea turtle. Oh, he's prismatic. Yes, he's prismatic again. Born anew. Uh, yeah, no, the water would all just kind of, like, seep through your fingertips. He would kind of, like, rock back and forth as he writhes the water in your palms as it leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and then rests ever so gently against your singular palm. So, like, again, he's yeah. fucking, like, your palm in yeah. size, and he's just looking up at you with his little fucking flippery feet out to the side. Yeah, that. Little top hat. He's got the tiniest little driftwood. Are you insinuating the hat grows? Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's got the tiniest little driftwood stick, like, attached to one of the flippers. Oh, jeez. Do you recognize me? Do you know who you are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? You are very small now. Well, I'm not done growing. That's fair. I'm just a little boy for right now. <laughs> a new boy! I'm a new boy. <laughs> Do you need to remain in, in, in the water for this, or no? No, I usually grow better if I'm in the... Uh, Buried in the hole inside my shack, if you don't mind. Of course. I'll walk him over to the party. Sounds like yeah. water. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk out of the water and ascend the shore. And you guys would see Ether just walking like this just back towards everybody. You would just see him, like, again, slightly sloshing in his hands. There's no water for you, but, like, the underside of his belly is so soft and smooth mm-hmm. that he just naturally glides around <laughs> on your palm. What, you got another rock? Erebos is back. What? What? My friends. Like he said. Oh, he's little. <laughs> Give me the boy. <laughs> Give yeah, me you just shot. see like one flipper just kind of up and waving. Yeah, I'm straight up taking off the gloves. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give <laughs> me. Please. How's everybody doing? You're back. Look, well, with, yeah. you, look with your eyes. <laughs> Not with your hands. You know. I love him so much! <laughs> like I said, death is just the next step in the cycle of life. I just death to rebirth. Didn't know it was such a quick one. Well, not usually for me. I gotta thank you for the magic that you brought to my grotto. I did this? Oh, yeah, you brought me back real fast. Usually it takes decades for me to grow. <laughs> Whatever you did was a... A beautiful demonstration of your understanding of the importance of nature and the balance of life. <laughs> your years of your life. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. I I didn't upset the balance of Well, no. Nature. It looks to me, and not to be offensive to your visit, <laughs> but it looks to me as though the balance was maintained and the price for my life paid with years of yours. Richard, how do you feel? All things in nature strive to maintain equality and harmony, and I appreciate you. That's why I'm only a baby, though. How old is Rirda? <clears throat> uh, Rirda would look or like he is in his late teens, maybe like 2021. 20, so we've paid over 100 years. Mm-hmm. So 25, 25, 25. You paid I lost six, 69. You paid 69. 
<laughs> we're we're uh, we're a little short. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I. He just gives like a little tiny turtle yawn. Just <laughs> <laughs> the hat just jostles on his head a little bit. His little flippers slosh around the apartment. I'm still pretty tired though. Was that the tree of life? The what? The tree of life. The what? Or the tree thing that you had told us about. No, that's the one that grows out my back. Okay. I've I've seen a tree similar to this. You have? Yeah, it was underground. It was... I would just describe the tree that we saw. The, like, ashy-looking... Sure. What the one that? you licked? Mm-hmm. I was going to go there, but yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a, a decrepit... Abomination attempting to provide a similar service, like an effigy or something similar. But that does not, to me, sound like it is of the same uh, intrinsically good properties that this tree has. So like the antithesis to the tree that you have. Yes, very well said. You're a good reader. I've read books before. I uh, know. <laughs> he just has little turtle blushy cheeks. I learned it from reading you. <laughs> Everything from watching you. I saw something concerning when I touched the tree that grew here. You touched it? Yes. Oh, that's bad. You're not supposed to touch it. Oh. It's not actually the tree of life. It's the tree of death. That makes sense. So would that mean if the tree she asked about was the antithesis of this tree, her tree is the tree of life? Well, I mean, maybe. I, I more meant that it is an antithetical in its natural growth, that it seems as though it is an artificer's construction, as though it is magically made to attempt to represent what my tree does. So, antithetical in terms of it is not sincere, it is an abomination. Mm. Like a pseudo-tree. Or like a fake. Fake, yeah. Yeah, it's a fake tree. Yeah, it didn't look like it had bark on it. It looked more like corpse wart from what I've seen and heard about. Fleshy. Didn't taste like salt, can confirm. Pardon me? I don't Continue. think you read enough if you're out there licking fleshy trees. To be. <laughs> or maybe you the read enough genre. of the other side of my novels. Uh, forgive um, me. No, it um. We don't like it had fish. a similar appearance to that of salt. Oh, well, salt is a purifying agent. It's also used in uh, uh, compositions to attempt to hold within... Uh, malevolent forces that attempt to escape. The same thing is done often with obsidian. Right. What about, like, naturally, though? Na- naturally? Like, what do you mean, naturally? Like, if it wasn't put there. If it had grown naturally. Why would it have salt around its exterior? Yeah. Well, that would, to me, indicate that somebody done did find it and put salt around it, trying <laughs> to withhold whatever was within. My defense about licking the salt tree... Oh, you lick, 
Well, that's right. You said you might have removed some of the purifying salt that was keeping the wicked spirits held within. That's well, bad. Well, so it wasn't salt. <laughs> it wasn't salt. We discovered it wasn't salt. What was it? What was it? was a tree <laughs> it was made so of tree it was made of tree bark i myself had the same thinking that maybe it was holding something corrupt or was being used as like a a beacon of purification to help ward off the bad things going on here so you licked it okay how else would you check to see if something is salt with my eyes it looked like salt you could add some shave it off put it in a dish Did either you way you're going to taste try- it <laughs> <laughs> nope, there's other ways to check. I don't think so. <laughs> I do. Only one way. <laughs> For what it's worth, I do struggle to think of any other ways to... Thank you. I'm not... I... Texture. Smell. Salt deposits have a smell. I... You can use your other senses. <laughs> we were in a cave. It doesn't make sense. We're not going to argue about salt. <laughs> yes, we are. For 20 minutes. I'm going to die on this salt hill. Um... <laughs> Salt flat. Well, if it wasn't salt, like what, what was the white like chalk stuff? Like bastardization of the tree, like <laughs> like an ash, like, like pepper. An, no, pepper. No, not like pepper. You said like the antithesis. So, <laughs> what ground up widow's whale? I think it looked like, like an ash type of tree. I think it just had the appearance of salt. I don't think it actually was salt nor pepper. Well, I think it. Wasn't it that the tree bark was removed and it was only the sap or not? Yeah. It's not the so fleshy like, like this. Yeah. I didn't know it. Do you know what bark from a tree, probably something like the one that was here, could be used for? Like the one that I've got? I mean, it can be used for all kinds of medicinal purposes. It is what... Uh, the mushrooms that grow from me free- feed upon. They mushrooms do grow from dying things. Mm. Just trying to think what they would strip the tree for. The tree that you're talking about. The bastard tree. Well, I mean, it's possible that they imbued it with something. That the growth of it is people who understand the natural forces of life understand that things grow. Perhaps this was something that was previously a very small seed and has been nourished by, well, who knows? Perhaps very loud chair squeaks or something. (laughs) Or Snazgrim shit his pants. I don't know. One or the other. That's a possibility. Both. (laughs) Help me. Help me. Do we know where the origin of vampirism came from? What did it come from? It came from Elsa. Yeah, party knows. I don't know if you know necessarily as a I character. Think I would say it out loud. I think we talked about it. Might have. Well, we were looking for her. Uh... I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the corrupted blood. From who? Her? From no, the, the corrupted the, blood from Dumar fell off of his brow into her mouth. Yes. After he was struck with the black claw. Oh, so it's a mix. Yes, so like, it's not her, it was that reaction. Yes. Yeah. She became the first vampire upon... Are you saying this out loud? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Well, that's that's very bad news. Why? Yes. In what sense? Why is that bad news? I mean, besides it, the obvious. I mean, Elsie was a very sweet young girl. Didn't realize she became a vampire. I guess, uh, well... I did always wonder why I never was, you know, able to see her soul as it was transported back to the sky. I have waited some time for her to die, and she's never died. 
As far as we understand, she's missing to time. Like, we don't know. No one knows where she is. Missing to time? Yes. I don't know what that means. Like, um, not forgotten, just not able to be located. Like, sealed away or something? Possibly. I mean, I know that uh, in Who this... Who heard her? I forget. Somebody tried to talk and we got a message back. We casted sending, and it was Iris, Iris that casted yeah. sending yeah. on your behalf. That's right. Uh, yes, uh, there are uh, demi planes and mm, temporal interstitial locations between the planes that she might be hailed within that would make her very difficult for other people to locate. But those are very powerful magical spells. Is there a way to slip oh. into these demiplanes? Wait, is that like uh, where he went? Uh, you would very much need to know where the demiplane's entrance is, and usually there is a magical boundary, a gateway that you must cross to find your way in. Never mind, we've already found a couple we of did. those. You of found those. a couple of demiplanes? What? I did. He, you found a demiplane? He walked face first into two of them. As far as I know, too. You should really look where you're going. <laughs> I was. The second one might and have been a full plane. Well, I didn't know that it was a doorway. I was just carrying a torch, and next thing I know, somewhere else. So. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where this train of thought is going, but. So, tree bark can be used for medicinal purposes, right? Yeah. Yes. And somebody is actively trying to find a a cure for the rot or something that would grant them like immortality essentially right am i making that up uh, i'm t well, no, I'm, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm saying this to the party as well i would also I mean, that inform would be you that the bark of trees and other plant life are not exclusively used for beneficial medicinal properties some of them can absolutely be used as a contagions or paralytics they have a variety of uses and not all of them are necessarily uh, positive influences on the world or the person. Medicinal, nonetheless, probably. Yes. We heard the voice of Adrian in that cave. What if whoever hmm. planted the tree, resurrected the tree, created the tree, took the bark from the tree in order to create something and it backfired? Creating, maybe not vampirism, obviously, because that was created by something else, but what if it didn't we establish to... the tree was near Adrian's shop? Correct. It's underneath. It was directly underneath? You don't know about directly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're in a subterranean same. location. Yeah. You knew based rough, upon yeah. the amount of distance that you had traveled, based upon where you entered, that it's feasible that you would have been within also a few hundred feet of his shop. Yeah, fresher, too. We did talk to, I believe it was Iris pointed out that it looked like corpse... Work. Looked like corpse work. And I will corpse also say that used for regrowing flesh. Correct. It had fallen through the yes. ceiling. Correct. That was the other impression based upon the indentation of it striking the ground. Yep. The tree was massive, like really fucking big, right? Yeah, absolutely. You guys put his remains in the the portal basement, not the actual basement, right? Uh, the two of them. 
Yeah, where do we... Because you brought a skull. The two of them set him on fire while he was inside of the portal basement, and his corpse was ripped away by Widow's Whale and the desecrated soil in the ground but below the wood. he brought his skull up. He yes. brought only his skull up. Okay. Well, his head. His head. The head was delivered, you severed the flesh of the skull. Yes. What, okay. What was the blight that was plaguing the area? Was it the Widow's Whale or the Rot, or what What was plaguing the area? We are which Wasn't area? there like vegetation and stuff that was killed From off? From Sarah's backstory? I thought Which that was just in Oshwamp in general. Like I thought Oshwamp itself was suffering from... So, I mean, within Oshwamp there was the rot, which was the disease that was spreading uh, from person to person. Um, that started in the mines when they went looking for the yeah. corn at a rat. That was like a plague. That was like a plague. But then the widow's whales exclusively shows up in areas from the ground where um great death lot right. large amounts of death happen so we've encountered that a few times uh once from where i'm from right that was um once in the basement under growlers which is where corin lived uh in adrian's basement which Theoretically, was not near. Was actually uh, in a separate area. We yeah, two basements. Somewhere yeah. in the Fellwood, if I remember correctly. I think near the Hag Hut. North of the oh, Hag right. Hut, correct? Yeah, it was yeah. near the Hag mm-hmm. Hut. Yeah. Because I think we saw like the we smoke. Saw, yeah, we or saw we the could smoke. Smell the smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. I'm like Charlie Kelly with the lines. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like... it is. It is here, and like I don't like saying the. You know, the DM insert of, like, there is a lot that I perceive could be interpreted or inferred with a lot of the information that has been presented, especially most recently with Sarah's vision today. I just, I can't help but feel like maybe the the bark was harvested for a purpose, and it backfired and did something else. Like, whether it was a fertilizer that maybe wind up destroying the plants and vegetation instead of creating growth or perhaps like something to that effect. I mean, Why do the, you assume it backfired? Yeah, because the mines happened hun- hundreds of years ago, right? Because if that resurrects no. life 25 years ago? That's a bastardization. Or no. What like, aspect of the mines are the, you inquiring about? When the rock got brought back from the mines. 12 years ago. Yeah, 12 years ago. That was okay. when Arthur Arthur died. and William went in. Yes, that was when Arthur and William died. Seems like it's trying to mimic it. Right, but if something went wrong in the makeup because it's not what it is intended to do, I would imagine that, like, in the same way that that with took, or it took life away from Ratora for however long, I would imagine that if they took the bark from that in hopes to use it for something because it is unstable, because it's not the correct makeup, I, it could have backfired. And well, this is me being conspiracy theorist. Well, one like, thing that I, as the DM again, especially because it's been three years since the things with Adrian happened, that I will reiterate to the group aloud, is that when Adrian died, when you guys killed him, he assisted in severing his own throat, and then when his head fell back, the blood berries bloomed from within him, right. and then the other herbs for your ritual bloomed through his navel. It's been years since that happened. Yeah. That is an identifiable feature that I feel is pertinent to the discussion. 
I, I so don't disagree that the bark was probably used for something. We don't know past that. Right. I mean, it, what it, it, we don't have enough to know if it was what their purpose was, what they intended it to do. But like, we at least know that it, it semi-mimics something, and we have somebody here who understands the proper tree better than... Yeah, it was meant to mimic this tree here, for sure, right. yeah. So I'm just, I'm trying to figure out... Maybe it's trying to bring back something specific. Well, yes, if I might interject, the, the tree of death and the tree of life, uh, I suppose you could say exists within a harmonious state. Again, nature strives for balance. Um, if this thing was attempting to mirror the tree that I watch over, again, I am the authority on the necromantic school of magic. It would seem as though they were trying to... Uh, uh, perform or uh, develop, perhaps manipulate some kind of magic within the necromantic school. Like try to bring something back? Perhaps. I mean, some necromantic magics are comprised of the spells that uh, confer resurrection, indeed. And but there are many other magical spells that are of the school of necromancy. Are, are there certain spells that like require... The, the body to be complete versus bringing someone back who's not complete or something that's not complete? In regards to resurrection? Yeah. Well, some of the more advanced magics for resurrection only really require material components and a willing soul. And a vessel, correct? No. Wow. A gesture of Reardon and Corrin. Yeah. The no magic vessel. creates the vessel. That is what the material components develop. Are there, are there certain ones that do require vessels? Uh, in, in regards to magic that would pass a soul from one vessel to a new vessel, there is a spell called clone that grows and creates a new body that requires a, a, a vessel to contain it for what it might grow within. And then when the creature dies, its soul finds that vessel that has been grown and transfers all of its capabilities into itself. Just point at him. Me? I, I mean, I suppose I am considered something a bit similar, but I'm not ever growing another version of myself. My my soul is tethered here to the tree of death. So when you um, killed Corin, stuff literally started growing out of him. Or not Corin, Adrian. Adrian. Mm-hmm. Bloodberries and another type of herb started growing out of him. Yeah. I don't remember what the other herb was. I think it was just what we needed at the time. Yeah, I remember at the time we thought bloodberries was being used in one way, but I, what if they were being used instead to give him life? Like they were being used as his blood. We also know that bloodberries grow outside of the cave that the rotting one resides in, the- as well as the corpse wart. Mm-hmm. In in the vision that I saw with the tree of death. Correct me if I'm wrong. So it was the puffy flower, Mm -hmm. which then the puffs fell off and inside, inside was the bloodberry or they just turned to that blood red? Cool. So cotton bulb, you know how cotton bulb has the like wispy projections in the same uh, formation of like when a dandelion goes and dies and goes to mm-hmm. the white 
fluffy, like very loose plumage outside where it looks like a fucking lollipop. It's mm-hmm. very circular and spherical. It looked like that, but wispier cotton. Like you were literally plucking a cotton ball, mm-hmm. ripping it aside. As it ripped the cotton away, at the center was a small black gem-looking substance mm-hmm. that was encased within the bloodberry. So, so like, like a it pomegranate? Was, it, yes. So it was puffy white exterior, bloodberry, bloodberry stripped as it fell, dripped blood. When the blood was gone, all that was left was that black gem seed, gem seed like mm-hmm. thing at the center. Ritora saw this and would explain it. Yeah, damn she saw rocks it. are trees. Huh? Damn rocks are trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if. Tiwurdle spoke on. I'm right here in yes. your hands, quite literally. Yes. Um, you, you spoke of nature uh, balancing itself out. Indeed. If someone attempted to create a facsimile or a, a copy of the Tree of Death, the Tree of Life would have to bloom, become larger, as a result to attempt to balance out the fact that there are now two trees. If they killed the copy of the Tree of Death, perhaps the Tree of Life would need to drain from the earth the life that it... Wither? Yes. Yes. And drain back the life that it gave to the earth. Perhaps. It also brings my mind to the friend. I use that term very loosely. Actually, it's a bastardization of the word. The the fucking scary thing that Nesgrim was talking to in the dark. Oh, uh... Don't say his name. Yes. You can tell to you or at all, but say it quietly. <clears throat> Hello. Um, I when I was telling you, I went through the doorway to uh, the uh, demi plane. Oh yeah. Uh, there was a being I had encountered there. Well, right. Whose name was? I'll uh, spell it for you. Well, right. L A F. Oh. That's a bad name indeed. I'm a big bad dragon. It, it was a big bad dragon. Yeah, he ate lots of people. Did I assume he had disciples? Well, yes. Yes, indeed. Would some of these disciples... Is it possible they could know this clone? Perhaps. Do you know any disciples of him? Of the thing that you just spelled out. I don't think we know any for certain. No. Uh, for them to, if they have survived this long, they are either hiding in plain sight or they are in positions of monumental power or authority. Could they perhaps be regrowing themselves? Perhaps. I mean, all things die. Well, except for that thing you spelled. That thing never dies. Really? Well, yes. So they wouldn't be able to regrow him? I mean, I wouldn't say they wouldn't be able to. I don't know what state he's currently in, you know. I remember uh, watching in the distance as that battle was occurring quite scary. I mean, I did my best to hide in my shell and just peep from a distance. 
Uh, how close were you? How close were you? Were you able to see in detail, or I mean, some distance? detail for for certain. Uh, uh, forgive me, I, I'm confused as to what you're asking. Would you like me to tell you what I saw that day? Yes. Well, it was uh, many thousands of years ago. My memory is pretty good. This is a bit awkward for me to be telling you in this form, but, you know, <laughs> I was there when gods waged war with one another. <laughs> it doesn't have the gravitas in <laughs> this afar. little tiny squeaky voice. Yep. I watched from afar as they ripped each other to shreds and tore the world Jesus asunder with God. their magnificent power. He's so fucking cute. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all just stop listening. <laughs> I do do my best. <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, forgive me. Uh, back to my point. Uh, I, I, I do know that this war had been raging for quite some time before I was uh, imbued within my uh, state as I were as a turtle of the sea with the uh, divine authority granted to me by fall uh, to overlook the school of necromantic magics. He said that I was uh, a very sweet and serene creature and that I could be trusted with the forces of death uh, as I had a great reverence for it in my well, old age as a, a turtle. Um, but I do know that uh, that dragon fall, the one who bestowed upon me my power, he was uh, looking to leave. He didn't want to be here no more. He said that this place was uh, becoming a cursed graveyard with a litany of dead things around and it was not a suitable place for him to raise his kids. Uh, so he left. You know, he took his wife and his kids and he said goodbye. I was like, wait a minute, you're God and stuff. Like, where are you going? And he was like, I got to go over here. And I was like, well, I mean, like, what do we do with, with, with what's left? Like, we got to we gotta stay here. We don't get to go with you. And he said, no. Nah. Um, which I thought was a little inconsiderate. I mean, I was doing my best to uphold my, my virtue as a, a newly ordained authority. Typical uh, upper management. Yes. Uh, you know, as, uh, as kind-natured as I do believe Fall to be in his heart, he is a... Uh, not the purest of souls in the end. We are all, uh, I think, susceptible to making mistakes in life. And don't judge me from wherever you are now, but I, I think you fucked up on this one, friend. Um, so, you know, he uh, uh, used whatever his magical breath thing is, and he tore asunder the world and ripped a hole in the space time, and he done left. Uh, took his kids with him. Made a new crystal sphere and went over there and raised his kids. For <laughs> getting this sphere. <laughs> um, you know, again, I was just a turtle, so, you know, I couldn't really make it. Uh, there was a big hole in the sky and couldn't really get there in time. I, I'm not the fastest. Uh, Where did it go? Well, I don't know. It just went up. No, but it's not there anymore. Correct. I do believe that bridge closed when he went to the other side. Uh, the dragon that uh, your friend named... Uh, the, the bad one, uh, that one was consumed by an obsessive fervor to consume Fall himself that he might restore to him his true authoritative power as the one and only God. A, a tidbit about that, it appeared as though he was... Eaten? The entire area we were in? He was the demiplane. 
Oh, that's bad. That means you witnessed the true form of his done on soul. Oh. Yeah, you didn't see, like, just a, a, a place. You saw the immensity that is his spiritual existence. Is that helpful to know? I mean, maybe. I still have the location of it. We've been keeping a map. Like, of, 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 of his soul? You know the location of his soul? Of where I entered the demiplane? Yes. The crossing soul. point. Yeah. Oh, the, cr- the gateway. Yes. Uh, yes I yes, mean, yes, that, yes. that's probably uh, a problem that you know where that is. It, it might call you back to, again, uh, uh, possess you to give it opportunity to overtake your body and live once again in this plane. Would you like to know where it is? No. I don't want it to call me. I'm doing my absolute best to uh, resist the temptation, the wickedness around me, but thank you. Are, are you hungry? <laughs> I'm quite famished. I mean, at this point, I would really appreciate just a good leaf or two. Well, I, I mean, I'll pull out a ration that does not have a leaf. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Is that cheese, though? I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'll feed him cheese. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> yeah, it is actually at that speed. <laughs> Have you ever seen a turtle or like a tortoise eat like a, a strawberry? Strawberry. It's oh great. It's very slow. It's amazing. Yeah, I'll just. Slow. Slow. I guess I'll. Hard to pelt with the cheese in my mouth. I'll just. I'll hold it with mystic hand. This is. This is tiring. You said that you needed so to be the size uh, <laughs> planted, planted in, in your hut. No, yes, there's a large circular depression where I'll grow into if I am buried. All right. Like, like, mm-hmm. a, like a seed. Yes, I am very much both a turtle and a plant of the world. Does that mean you're a rock? Kind of. He just taps his shell with his flipper hand. Seeds are not rocks. So rocks are plants. Turtles are seeds. Well, seeds I do believe there is a common phrase in the alchemical world that all is one. We have heard that before. Oh. And I guess we're all descendants of, uh. Well, turtles. Everything. Turtles came first. Everything is everything. <laughs> Goals are not forced. So, like, when it comes down to it, all the way at the bottom is turtles. Turtles from bottom to top. Got it. <laughs> Big old tower turtle. So, like, you said Fall just, like, left because he didn't like it anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, he had witnessed several of his other children uh, uh, split in half, cloven in two, you know, the, the usual things that get done to the bodies of gods that they might uh, prevent them from restoring themselves back to life. Uh, there are many wicked forces uh, that attempt to eat the souls of other things. To uh, uh, assimilate their own nature and power into themselves. Uh, that's what that uh, bad dragon do. Uh, he's quite known for that and then spitting them back out in a, uh, an abominated, twisted form of what they once were. Because, what, uh, how, how many of them were there? What, of his children? Yes, that that happened well, to. I, I don't know. I didn't really talk to him uh, too much myself. Uh, I, I know about this only because... Well, found some uh, some bones, uh, touched the bones, and you know attempted to guide those souls to the afterlife that they might find eternal rest. And uh, I was definitively blocked by the presence of this bad dragon. Mm. 
Oh. Yes. What were what was done with their remains? Oh, I was incapable of moving them myself, so those bones are just out there wasting away, sadly. Are those the bones of the ancients? I mean, maybe. They're pretty ancient, so, I mean, they've been dead a long time. Really big. Oh, yeah, they were quite big. I mean, false children were dragons. Incredibly large, unbreakable, out in the snow. Uh, perhaps. I mean, again, his his uh, children were dragons, so... Yes. If you find a big dragon bones out there in the wild, then good chance it might be them. What happened to this bad dragon's body? Oh, I, I, I watched as Dumar bathed the, the dragon of shadow in some uh, effervescent eternal white light, and it, it, it did pull his, his body down. Uh, Laugh was trying to, forgive me, I don't like to say his name, but he was trying to follow up, fall through that bridge. Uh, and there was a dwarf man who was like, no, don't do that. I'm sure his brother was with him. Oh, that guy was dead by then. He'd been ripped in half. <laughs> wow, that was real sad like. He was a very sweet man. From where you were sitting, did you see anybody else? There were a girl, that Elsith child. She was very sweet, yes. very warm and welcoming. Perhaps a fourth looking on? A fourth? No, just just the, the two dwarf men, the, the girl and... Well, the tree. There was no one else around you? No, I mean, I, I were sitting about a quarter mile away just the, watching. The, I'm not much of a fighter. We saw this up close when we saw the vision, right? Yeah. I think we had discussed the possibility that someone just scried on a particular location and time, not mm. through a person's eyes. Was the tree that tree? What tree? You said you saw the three of them in a tree? Well, yes, they were doing fighting at the base of the tree of life. In Al- near Alglatha. Well, yes, they were looking southwesterly towards Whitehall. Hmm. Well, that, that place that uh, I believe you would show me before on your map called the Killing Fields? The tree is there, but uh, in one of these, them there are uh, interstitial demi-planes for safekeeping. This is also where you said that the uh, the rainfalls for the cleansing used to be like a ritual thing that people did? Well, yes. They would attempt to cleanse the world tree of any uh, bad, corruptive, blighted earth that might have contacted it. The tree of life does also attempt to remove the impurities of the world around it to cleanse it. Like a filter. Well, yes, a, a filter. I think that that's a fantastic way of putting it. It has a very long-reaching roots, kind of like veins that uh, suck the soil of all the uh, wickedness of it. Uh, but with it in the demiplane, it can't. Hmm? But with it in the demiplane, it can't. Well, it exists uh, physically in the demiplane, but for a thing such of that nature, it is capable of crossing the boundaries itself. If someone were to... That's where the guardians do come and take. Forgive me. Would the Tree of Life grant immortality to anyone? I mean, you would need to continuously consume the fruits of its, you know, bloom of its harvest. 
But Good. that is, again, also held within the demi-plane. The guardians of this tree, they don't, well, bring the tree back here through that gateway too willingly. They understand that it is a, an annual ritual for when the tree must be brought back here to perform its duties. Hmm. But otherwise, during the year, the tree rests within a sacred grove and attempts to cleanse itself while there. And when does this happen again? The the ritual? Mm-hmm. Oh, it happens uh, at, at, at usually at the first light uh, of the day of winter. Oh. Oh. When the sky gets dark. Sky gets dark. Over Oshwamp. Oh, I don't know about that. I live underground. It's always dark down here. Yeah, you said on the first light. If this balances anything of what we've seen, maybe that's the antithesis of it. Uh, yes, it's a morning ritual. Again, when sun rises on the first day of Dumar, they called it the Ist for Feast. Where I stop there. Well, friends, 100 friends, 100, 100, 100 episodes, and you've been there with us the whole time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you very, very much for being here tonight and for 100 total episodes of this campaign. We really appreciate it. Um, Arkale84, thank you very much for the follow. Octane, for the sub, we appreciate you very much. Boy. 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 Uh, yeah, thank you guys very much for watching. We will be live next on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you on Friday. Good, Good night. night. Bye, Bye, friends. Bye.